I want to thank you for making my pillow 2.0 a huge success. Now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. Get a queen size for only $39.98 with your promo code. My pillow 2.0 is made with my patented adjustable fill. Plus, we've infused the fabric with our temperature regulating technology. You combine that with our brand new Mattress Topper 2.0, and I guarantee you, you get the best sleep of your life. It's the perfect time to get the MyPillow 2.0s for your friends, family, and everyone you know. They truly make the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save 50%. Get your queen size MyPillow 2.0, Regularly $79.96, now only $39.98, and king size just $5 more. From all of us at MyPillow, Merry Christmas and God bless. MyPillow.com And good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good it's morning. Thursday, uh, December 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kick this thing off precisely at 8 o'clock a.m. And then we've got a two-minute uh, warm-up uh, to the show. Uh, and, of course, uh, we expect that when you see the ads, if they sneak in any ads with promo code uh, Brannon House, <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> I love Brannon. But, uh, he would get a kick out of it. Uh, yeah, 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 love Brannon. But uh, pay no attention to promo code Brannon, promo code Pete, of course. Do all of your Christmas shopping like we are. Uh, uh, do all of your Christmas shopping at MyPillow.com as much as you can anyways and use promo code Pete. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, great gifts. They are, they really are. They're great gifts. They really my are. MyStore.com forward slash Pete. Uh, MyPillow.com uh, forward slash Pete. And I missed my my uh, my mark here. Hold on. I you gotta, did. I got to reset. Say hello to everybody. Yeah, so our- good morning, everybody, while Pete gets straightened up uh, over there. Mm. <laughs> yep. Say hello to locals, especially. Yeah, uh, especially locals. Thank you for joining us on locals. Thank you for being a subscriber. Thank you for supporting us on that channel. Mm. We certainly do appreciate you. Of all people, you go above and beyond. So thank you very, yes. very much. And well, we want to say good morning to our friends over at Rumble too. Have you guys pulled up in front of me? Seconds. You ready? Yeah. So good morning, everybody. And away uh, we we are about to go. Right. Are about to go. Okay. (laughs) Away we are about to go. And here we go. Here we go. Previously on the Pete Santilli Show. RFK Jr. shockingly admits, and we're going to listen to his own words, mm-hmm. and I will have commentary about his own words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot RFK to unpack. Hmm? There's a lot to unpack in what he said. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't something off the cuff. No. But he's, well, we'll talk about it here in a minute. Go ahead. 
RK Jr. shockingly admits a connection to Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. This is Austin. I, 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 I'm sorry, what is your name, sir? Austin. Hey, Austin, how are you? Hey, this is going to seem, you know, kind of strange that somebody calls and reports, uh, you know, on a news event, but it's it's worthy of your consideration here. I don't assume anything. All right, what do you got? Um, there was an article published in the Washington Post uh, by a gentleman named Robert Kagan. Okay. Now, you may already be aware of this or... You know, somebody in the Secret Service, I'm sure, is aware of it. But I need to add supplemental information about the seriousness of Robert Kagan threatening the 45th president of the United States. Um, hey, what was his name? His name was Robert what? Robert Kagan um, is his name. He's an editor, editor for The Washington Post, but it goes further than that. Robert Kagan, uh, and, and, and you're going to, you know, with all due respect to you, I'm going to say you're going to have to Google his name and you're going to have to verify what I'm about to tell you. Number one, he's the husband of Victoria Newland, who, who I have audio, excuse me, Victoria Newland uh, is the former um, uh, assistant secretary of state that was in charge of overthrowing the country of the Ukraine in 2013 and 2014 and installing the Nazi Svoboda party in the right sector in Ukraine. Yeah. So Robert Kagan is uh, is her husband. All right. A. B. Robert Kagan is also a member of the Brookings. He's a senior fellow for the Brookings Institution, which is partly funded by Huawei. Uh, I think six six hundred million dollars infiltrated by the CCP um, uh, proxy. So that's concerning. Um, yeah. Yes. And, and and also Robert Kagan has publicly prior to 9-11 said that America needed a, a, you know, a Pearl Harbor style event to effectively bring in the Patriot Act. And it happened shortly thereafter. So this guy is a very influential B very dangerous okay and has been associated with making making public commentary and then shortly thereafter events take place like 9-11 robert kagan now uh, setting all that aside this is why i'm concerned he penned an op-ed and they put a picture of caesar he said that president donald j trump needs to receive the Julius Caesar treatment. And there are inferences here and coding, uh, especially because he packages it with making sure that President Trump is not returned to office. Uh, that right there I consider to be a threat. I don't want to assume that anybody's called in. I have all the information on Kagan, including his affiliations with people that were caught by the DOJ running ballot harvesting operations in 2020. His name is uh, Norm Eisen. Okay. By the way, I have evidence of all of this, and I would never misrepresent the truth to a federal agent in an upstanding agency like yours. So I understand exactly what I'm saying. Okay. He said, uh, what was the article posted? Uh, it was posted November 30th of 2023 at 8 a.m. Eastern, and it's titled um, Opinion. A Trump dictatorship is increasingly inevitable. We should stop pretending. All right. Well, yeah, well, 
Well, I appreciate it. Who am I speaking with right now? You never said your name. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is is uh, Pete Santelli. I'm an investigative journalist uh, with a lot of, by, by the way, uh, investigative experience in uh, having participated in winning two federal trials, by the way. Um, okay. As a non it's it's S is in Sam, A N T I L L I. All right, cool. And uh, what's your phone number in case uh, I need to call you back? Yeah, it is. Um, hold on, just one second, okay? Hold on, just one second. It's five. The best number to uh, reach me is five one three. You can't just sit there and be a seat filler, okay? You have to step up here. We're at war, uh, and and I would be, I would rather have if it's a thousand person stadium. Uh, I'd rather have three people sitting in a seat that are willing uh, to fight for our country, uh, to fight for each other, uh, to do what is necessary, uh, and have everybody leave, okay, uh, who is not willing to fight. common bond truly freedom freedom without freedom you can't be a christian no matter what denomination you belong to you can't be a buddhist you can't own a donut shop you can't drive from here to oregon you can't be an american because that's what it's all about and it's the only thing that it's all about nothing else Nothing else. It's about freedom. There is a time to pray and there's a time to stand. Deb Jordan, and I'm joined by my uh, uh, by my lovely. That's funny. My my bride, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's going to divorce me at the end of uh, January when we can't pay the bills. <laughs> She'll be like, "Oh, jeez, you can't even be a provider, huh?" Oh, not true. Huh? Not true. No. No. Yeah. Well, Dude. our audience can change that. Okay. We were we were practically homeless for two years, right? So <laughs> yeah, but I I'm I uh, yeah I was, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Robbins was too, and mm. he changed that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm gonna go. Um, I don't know. Is it time? To, well, you guys decide. You ready? Uh, baby steps. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. berate you. I just want you to know. Every once in a while, when you lift your buzzard finger and you punch the rumble button. When everybody does that, you propel us to the top 50. Literally, our subscribers. Now, on all of our channels, we have 114,000. 
uh, subscribers. I just mm-hmm. got a congratulatory note from Rumble. Um, can yeah. you reach um, uh, reach behind you uh, there, if you would, uh, and grab the Rumble Award? Can you grab that Rumble Award right behind you? Uh, by the way, see the morning skyline there in downtown Cincinnati? You'll see that truck going across the bridge. Uh, there he is. He just went across the bridge. There <laughs> he does it, it every day about he this time. Does. Uh-huh. He just keeps <laughs> going back and forth. Huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but uh, we are an award-winning Rumble channel, Fighting Tooth and Nail. Um, be sure to give us a subscribe. Be sure to give us a thumbs up. Um, Thank uh, you, Rumble. Let's have our little community of in our, uh-huh. our, our merry band of uh, belligerents Merry band of belligerents. Um, punch the button, it's free, okay? Uh, and we're gonna take the tasks together, all right? One task at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, use the Marine Corps platoon analogy, all right? Yeah. Not a foxhole analogy, right? right? Ten people in the foxhole. Um, mm-hmm. When we're at war, shots are fired, rounds are coming in, artillery, all that stuff. Let me tell you what happens when 10 Marines in a foxhole uh, are under fire. They're in battle. They could all get up and point their muzzles downrange and fight to defend themselves, right? And fight to kill the freaking communists. Um, But what we have right now is two of them will stand up. And the other eight are like, oh, oh, maybe I can hide over here in the corner behind my computer. You could. You could do that. You will get turned into hamburger meat. Mm. Okay? You will be obliterated if you continue to do the same thing over and over again. And it's not unique to our Rumble chat. So don't think that I'm berating you. I'm, I'm literally telling America it is time to fight. We're right in the middle of the war. And we will fight with or without you. you go ahead and enjoy your MREs off in the corner while we're under fire. Thanks to the two people that are doing whatever they can, sending their muzzle down range. We cannot have a percentage of us doing the work. President Trump can't have just a small gaggle of people. You know what he needs to be able to do? All right, let's use this analogy. If President Trump right now jumped in our chat room and said, all right, I need you guys, I need everybody, all hands on deck, and we're going we're gonna to do this step by step, eventually I'm going to go to the podium, turn on the, you know, the lights and the microphone and say, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to stand and fight. Let's go. It's time to rock and roll. Um, are only 20% of you going to respond to that? Um, so we have to practice. How are we going to respond? Show me your worth right now. Punch the button. Today's episode is going to be huge. Mm. Today is going to be huge. On this Wednesday, sorry, Thursday, uh, December 7th, uh, we got two things. Epic, epic uh, interview I had with um, uh, with Tyler Nixon, who is uh, Roger Stone's legal counsel, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm a friend of, uh, of uh, oh my goodness, I love Tyler Nixon. We're, I do too. We're like brothers. You know, he's an army veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to say it like it is. Look at J-Dog. Uh, I know it's not much. Are you kidding me, J-Dog? Guess what? It's awesome. I give what I can. God bless you. Oh, 
really, if in a perfect world, and people keep telling me to stop doing this, they're telling me to stop, it's not working. Mm -hmm. But I have faith in each and every one of you that not one of you is going to sit there. We'll have a small group. They'll say, oh my goodness, why do you have to keep staying on that subject? <laughs> Probably because you're not freaking standing up. I want to stop asking for 100% participation under fire. All right? We have to take things step by step. Today... Uh, a man who when thank I you got guitar off, boss ten dollars uh, paisan. I from. thank you. Uh, here here's what I here's what I want. <laughs> if here's the perfect <laughs> scenario, <laughs> J Dog, you ready? If everyone right now that just as people come in, they rotate in and out, but they drop in. Our numbers will increase. Hopefully, we'll hit uh, the front page of Rumble uh, as a live stream, and then thousands of people will come in. Mm -hmm. If we had everybody, if I said, you ready? One, two, three, everybody put up a $1 bill. Deb Jordan with a thousand people right now hearing my voice. Mm. And, and I said, and I, let's use the analogy. If President Trump came in and say, everybody put up a $1 bill and us together, we will crush it. Um, how many people of the 1,000 do you think will respond? Uh... 2030, something like that. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, well listen to this. What? Uh, we just had somebody come through. Where is that? Mm. Uh, one bad guy, one bad something. I'm mm. so sorry. It's mm -mm. going so fast. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, a $200 subscriber over oh. on Rumble. I mean, over on Locals. And then we have Rico, who just did a $10 here. Thank My you. Christmas cheers. Buy some rope. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Look at that. 31, 10, 10, thank 10. You. you guys are amazing. Thank you so very, very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Aren't you. People awesome. Yes. So if uh, if President Trump came in and we joined together and we said, all right, everybody, here's where our power is. It's like literally evenly spread out. You know that diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they want to take the wealth of the rich and the distributive. Uh, no, 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 we're going to invert the pyramid. Uh, we're going to, we're literally going on a mission uh, that eventually it will be legal, okay? Let me tell you w what day it will be legal. You know what President Trump said? MAGA maniac. They said, do you want, he said, Thank they you. said to him, you, do you want to be a dictator? He said, no, absolutely not, except for day one, President Trump said. You know why? <laughs> it was great. Because he's going to sign the Insurrection Act on mm. day one. And effectively outlaw communists forever and make it legal for us to just start rounding them up. Every one of them. Okay? Patriot Floor with a ten dollar dollar per gate and nine dollars for my friends. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Everything and I mean everything mm -hmm. gets poured into the show on our behalf. If you guys made me rich today, right? I would take my rich and, and roll it right into the show. Mm. I am going to do a special broadcast today, okay? And I'm going to ask for angel investors, as I have. And I, have, I had to get it uh, documented. Um, and I'm going to share with you uh, an opportunity that you guys can invest this show and get uh, a return on the investment, all right? Um, $1,000 or more. Um, 
and we already have some angel investors that have already invested. I want to do that. I mean, we can't run this place in debt. We have to build. We have to build equity and inclusion, right? But what are we attempting to do? Within a matter of days, ladies and gentlemen, it will be 2024. And that will be the year that you will cast the most important vote you ever have in your entire life. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most important vote. That, That is not an overhyping, don't be scared. Uh, and then President Trump on day one is going to come in and sign an exec. He's already said what he's going. He's going to be a dictator on day one on behalf of the United States of America. I, th- I think he's going to sign the Insurrection Act. Do you? He, oh, my goodness. They know what happened last time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, part of the coup, part of the coup d'etat, um, you know, uh, th- they stole the election of 2016. We voted him in. What did they do? Um, what do they do? They took a flamethrower to the person we voted in. Uh, and then they mastered the fine art of making sure that they didn't have to use the flamethrower. So they rigged 2020. It's rigged. Mm-hmm. Ramaswamy was able to get that in. And the Washington Post said, and he dares put out the conspiracy theory that the election <laughs> was stolen. I mean, these people are crazy. They need to be. Love Listen it. to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said it yesterday on LFA. All right. It's true. Um, these people, we need to approve, President Trump needs to sign an executive order authorizing a post-term <laughs> abortion. <laughs> hmm? Right? They like abortion so much, right? We, we need to make it comfortable and everything. You know? mm-hmm. But uh, for the purpose, these people are so far gone, okay? We need to abort them, all right? Um, they, they have, you know, they, they waffle on whether or not they should be speaking of the genocide of the Jews. I make no mistake about it. I'm going to come right out and say it. Okay. Uh, these people need to be gassed. Okay. But that's, it's, it, we're going to use gas uh, instead of the, the freaking stainless steel, you know, cranium crushing <laughs> prongs. Right. Right. Uh, at the Planned Parenthood. Mm. Uh, let's use gas for them. Let's freaking gas these communists. And by the way, don't say, oh, that's mean. Really? I really was trained to napalm them. Okay. Mm. State sponsored. I was trained by the United States Marine Corps to deliver munitions that would turn uh, communists. Thank you, Montana girl. Uh, Is it okay that I say this? Uh, I was in the Marine Corps and I was trained for two years, I went through freaking training and mm-hmm. a, a, a four-year thing. But, you know, I mean, I, we were doing, uh, uh, I was still working with training for two years of my four-year step on weapons that would literally turn freaking communists into charcoal, okay? And hamburger meat, all right? They, they do not deserve to be milling around on MSNBC, mm-hmm. okay? I do not coexist with communists. So, therefore, 2024, I'm going to cast a ballot. And I'm, you know, can I, oh my God, I almost dropped an F bomb. All right. A lot of great patriots that are fighting for my vote. Mike Lindell being one of them, President Trump, General Flynn. I mean, all, and they're fighting for my vote. I care about one vote, and all of you should as well. Anybody Fs with my vote, and you try to sneak one in, you try to cheat and do whatever, okay? Um, It's on. It's on. You cannot take my vote and just have me sit there and take your communism. Thank Um, you, Clebart. This is what will happen. We will vote in President Trump. 
and make it legal to kill communism, or they will cheat and prevent President Trump, and then I'm going to illegal call, illegally call for the killing of communists. Hmm. On January uh, 20th of, uh, and, and they uh, that will be the insurrection, by the way. Hmm. Do you want an insurrection? And when I go to DC, then I'm coming with a bunch of my friends, okay? Coming with friends. And I'm gonna call for a freaking airstrikes on my own geo coordinates just to make sure that you get scorched earth, okay? It's not, you know, if you wanna steal my country, you wanna steal my way of life, I guarantee you that what you will get uh, will be burnt dirt. So be careful what you try to steal, all right? And I'm not messing around, F-A-F-O, right? Faith and freedom ogre. That's who I am, right? <laughs> what? Amen. Right? Amen. All right, well, we, so so here we go, one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Today, we Bill are Tennis going- Bill Tennis with a 50. Thank you. Jesus Bill Tennis. this, I know. Bill I Tennis, it, angel investor. Oh, Bill yeah. Tennis, uh, Thank you know, you, Bill. can we get together with Bill Tennis? I want to go to Bill Tennis' studio. <laughs> can we do that? Bill go Tennis, can I get an invite to your studio, please? I just want to just, I mean, I like seeing pictures of his equipment. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Come on, Bill. Thank you, Dylan Pepper, for your dollar investment. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You. We're going to get to uh, Vivek Rama Slammy, okay, mm -hmm. in just uh, a few minutes here. Uh, in, in just a few minutes. we Sorry. got a break coming up, I we think. Do. And, oh, uh, what? We do have a break coming up. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I, I, um, I, I want everybody, um, to support our sponsors, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I want everybody in unison. I don't want in a 10 man and woman foxhole. Oh, look at that. I refuse to allow only two of you. Can I ask you a question? Yes, go. Uh Our brand new six-piece my towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm gonna extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. 
Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Hi, I'm Ron Paul. I know what you're thinking. Another gold commercial. But don't put the TV on mute. You owe it to yourself to listen. Stock markets may be high right now, but they'll eventually fall. And when they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at Gold Co. today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well being. Get your 60 day no risk money back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. have a lot to do okay uh i'm gonna stay on this theme and i'll back off eventually uh because a couple things will happen um uh uh you guys will you know drive us off the range which is exactly what's happening if we don't get your support and uh times in america dollar a day when i'm watching they usually wow a dollar a day can you imagine that's even better mm. um Yes. Even better. So if Thank we had you in time. if we had thirteen hundred and eighty five people right now in our Rumble chat, plus we got people on Lindell TV and you guys uh, uh, do uh, mypillow.com forward slash Pete. Uh, use promo code Pete, of course. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's no chat room over there. But when you join us on Rumble, we have thirteen hundred and eighty five. If, if I said, all right, everybody, we're under fire. We're in, in a war. We need everybody's participation. Um how many people should have their muzzles, I mean, all of them up and muzzles downrange? How many? Everybody. We should have 1,391 right now and mm -hmm. rotating in and out in our chat room, right? Right now. Um, let's see how many we have. You ready? This is our mm -hmm. group. These are the, I'm a godly warrior. You ready? Let's see. 269 of them stood up. Everybody else sitting in the freaking corner eating MREs, button. right? So if, if we if we stand up and we fight, we stand a chance because uh, mm. these communists are going to come kill you. They're, they're firing artillery. They're doing everything. They're literally doing everything they can to destroy us in the foxhole. Why would only 269 of you uh, respond? All right, th then we're going to take that concept to the next level. When I say, all right, I need everybody's support. Right. Uh, somebody donates ten dollars and said, this is all I got. Right. And then everybody else that doesn't sits there. And the poor guy that's carrying his last ten dollars 
throws it up on behalf of everybody that's like, oh, thanks. I appreciate you giving me my free ride. It's called info socialism. Mm. We will die and our country will be lost if you continue that method of watching somebody else like President Trump save you. President Trump's strength in 2024 will come from every single... There is one of us behind every blade of grass. Okay? One of us. The, the term was one of us behind every blade of grass. It wasn't. There were two of us behind every blade of grass and everyone else was watching them. Right? We are America. We will crush freaking communism. We will. Thank you, Chappie. We will crush communism, will we not? Yes. Is, is there anybody out there right now? I will not begin the show until somebody tells me, oh, Pete, you're over dramatizing. We are not at war. Oh, we are. Somebody tell me that we're not at war right now. Mm. We're not at war. Tell me we're not at war. I will literally turn this freaking thing because we're not at war. There's no reason why I should ever be in this business. None. Zero. We're at war. Hmm. Hit that freaking button. That's the first time. <laughs> what? What? Oh, boy. <laughs> the Trumpinator. Hit okay? that freaking button. Hit that button. All right. Hit that button. Today, Bill Ogden, uh, Tactical Civics, we are going to launch an effort. And there's no, I mean, it's not even like a sponsorship and everybody has to put up money and have to do, you know, we have to monetize and mm -hmm. make no mistake about it. We have to have sponsors uh, because we haven't gotten everybody up to speed. We now have uh, in our Rumble chat, 1,500, it'll grow, grow, grow. We'll have at a certain point, 5,000, 6,000 people, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, we'll do tens of thousands of viewers, right? How many, if we had 20,000 people come to the show, the live stream today, Deb, and I said, all right, everybody, it's free. Everyone needs to go sign up at Tactical Civics. These guys have literally laid their lives on. Their lives are in jeopardy right now. I know. And guess what they want to do? Create a militia in every single county. Create a citizen grand jury and hang the freaking people by proper due process and constitutional authority. Hang them as to accountability. Out to dry. Out to dry. There you go. Hang yeah. them out to dry. Yeah. All right. So listen. What? Last night, Pete. Here we go. I got very excited. Mm hmm And you were down here working. And I said, I'm getting ready to put something. Rico with a 20. Army dog with a 10. Thank you. Um, I got very excited and I called down and I said, please check your notions right now. Remember when I did that? He did. Mm -hmm. And he, it, it was the beginning of what would become a Vivek uh, Ramaslamy Rom night. Uh, all of the other, the, the GOP debate in Alabama happened last night, right? And it was put on by um, Megyn Kelly and a, it was put on by Rumble, a Megan. Well, yes, and it was right, but yeah. she was the she was like the the lead she moderator. Was, it was it was a pretty big deal and very well done. Rumble did a great job with this. She point. has long, lanky toes that stick out of her <laughs> peep toes. All right, okay. listen, but, go but ahead. Rumble did That's a great. That's Megan Kelly. 
Rumble did a great job with this one, I mm. think. I think this one was like this no holds barred kind of thing, mm. right? So Ramaswamy was on his game. Now, you know, see that picture? Whether you trust him or don't trust him or whether you would vote for him or not vote for him, he brought the fire and he asked questions and brought up issues that we all care about. He's done his homework. And on that piece of paper that I believe that photo was taken by Laura Loomer. Mm. She was up in the balcony and she zoomed in on it. And, you know, they you often wonder what are they doing uh, writing because they all stop and they write on their 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 legal pads uh, notes. They take notes of what other people say and on in the on the debate stage and then they debate that and they put down their own thoughts when you zoom in on his it says nikki haley equals corrupt and that was his those were his notes going forward right mm. so i'm watching this and i'm like okay he, this guy's got this uh background that everybody is very concerned about including me um but if donald trump were out of the picture and I was tasked to voting for uh, one of those four people on that stage. It would have to be Ramaswamy after he did that. Now, and, and, and I want to clarify that if I had to, if I had to make a choice of, and they were the only four choices that I had, which they are not, by the way, they're not the only four choices I have. But I think people looking at that, it, and watching that last night, um, I think people got, for the first time, felt some real fire from a GOP debate stage. And why is that? Because he went in there and he wasn't afraid to say what needed to be said. So we're going to play a couple of clips for you guys. We are. We're going we're gonna to play. You ready? And uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to rant. And then um, uh, we are going to go to uh, the Tyler Nixon uh, we're going to play uh, some some clips here, but I, I'm going to go into a little rant um, because this is what happened. The Washington Post piled on and mm -hmm. said, oh, oh dear. can you imagine? There he is with the conspiracy theory that the election was stolen. They yeah. did that. Uh, mm -hmm. Morning Joe was gushing over Nikki Haley. Yeah. Gushing. And Chris Christie, too. And Chris Christie. Like yeah. And, and, but here's the most important, one of the most important things he said was right here, okay? Um, I think. 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 Oh, my God. You really need to do this to me? <laughs> really? 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 Right now? Do you need to do this to me right now? Do you really need to do this to me right now? Really? Yes. Stand by. Hold on. Oh, my God. I got John Brennan on my computer, I swear to God. It was working fine this morning. Hmm? Why would it not be? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? Can you? 
Mm-hmm. Can you imagine this? Mm-hmm. I can. So, yeah. um, you, you know, know and, and I want to clarify again, I have all intentions of writing in Trump's name if they if they somehow take him out of this, I will be writing in his name because at that point, you know, at that point, it's not, you know, like I said, I have another choice and I'm going to, and I've already made that choice. Uh, But, uh, you know, if you are a person who feels like you have to vote for somebody with an R on their name, no matter who it is, then, you know, I see people really, uh, you know, resonating with with what Ramaswamy had to say. And if he keeps that up, you know, I truly do hope that when Trump becomes the president again, that he will find a place for this guy, and then we'll find out who he really is. Some a a place in his cabinet where it's inconsequential, <laughs> right? So. You know, uh, it it is pretty amazing. He went after, he really went after Nikki Haley. And let's, I mean, let's be fair here. Let's admit this. Anybody that's on the GOP debate stage, they are debating uh, and they are running for second place. They're running for second place. And, um, and, and eventually that's what they want. Nikki Haley, of course, you know, with her being on the debate stage, uh she is she's vying for a job what is going on i don't know i don't know what is going on with twitter i don't know my audio's off this media could not be played reload yeah millions of views millions of views okay this cannot be played this guy you got james baker diddling the frickin' uh back end because they're saying he said that January 6th was an inside job, okay? I, I have you, no audio playing Thank on this you. stupid thing, okay? No audio playing on this. Mm. You cannot play the words of Vivek Ramaswamy because it's on Twitter. It's being censored right now, okay? Mm. I got no audio coming uh, from Twitter. Is this remarkable? Hmm? Well, it's a shame. Huh? That's for sure. Can you do a screen grab? I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. It yeah. still won't. Wow, that's. Can you imagine? It yeah. won't play. It says media cannot be loaded. Mm. Media cannot be loaded. Wow. Huh? This is so ridiculous. You freaking commies! I can't wait to freaking smoke you. Huh? As a matter of fact, there. Uh, that's how I'm going to deal with the, uh, the the coming famine. I'm going to slice up communists <laughs> and eat them. Right. I will eat their ass. Yeah. Right. As that's a famous song. Hmm? Oh, look at this! Look at this! Hmm? Oh, look at look at this! I, I, I'm not even joking. Look at this right here. I just clicked on a random thing. Oh. Uh, audio error render occurred. Please restart your computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's technocratic technocratic style censorship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, everybody, stay right there, please. I, I have to fumble through this. I, I have no audio right now because um, literally been attacked this week. But our audience will save us. All right, everybody put up a buck. Ready? Go. Two dollars. <laughs> right. 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 Audio renderer. This is absolute insanity. Yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, everybody's saying, uh, you know, there there are some states and counties and places like that who are uh, trying to ban people from being able to write in their choice. That is a fact. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I'm, he I'm doesn't doing... mean censored in that way. Uh, what? Somebody said you're not being censored on Twitter. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a. It's Technocratic a, censorship. Yeah. It's a, it's a technical thing that when we try to use uh, Twitter, when we try to use Twitter uh, video, uh, it sometimes will do this, right? And we have to go to great extents to get the to get the the media from there, and and that's really a shame because it it actually propels X and Twitter when when we do that because Twitter's all over the video, but you know, they, they keep, they keep you from doing that. So, which is really strange. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because somebody said in violation of the constitution, it, it's true. I mean, we should be able to vote for whoever we want to, to vote our conscience and not just tell us who we should be voting for, right? We should be allowed to write in. We always have been, been this will able me, to write in. Uh, this will be able to play right here. Just uh, stand by. I'll be right back. All right. Mm -hmm. We're going to, you're going to hear from Carrie Lake. It's about what I'm going to play with uh, Vivek Ram. No, I can't because I have 12 seconds. Um, yeah, we're going to we'll do it break. after the break. Unbelievable. We'll do it after the break. Mm -hmm. We'll be all set and ready to go then. But yeah, I mean, it's a big constitutional go. issue, I think, mm -hmm. when they don't allow you to write in. I absolutely agree with that. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original MySlippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now MySlippers come in even more sizes. Smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes MySlippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't 
won't last long, so please order now. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. There we go. We're back. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to need, uh, some <laughs> patience from you. Um, because right in the middle of the, it said, I have to start, oh, this is what's going on folks. They're literally stripping from all of Twitter. They've changed the coding. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, when conservatives download videos, there's no audio because everything goes through freaking communists at Newstar, and they're doing that. Make it inconvenient. You can't mm -hmm. hear from uh, president Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy or anyone. They just remove the video. Mm. I mean, the, the audio. Well, the, audio, the video goes through fine. You don't have any audio. Then uh, I go to try to play a video on the screen, and it says, oh, your audio has been stripped from your computer. Mm. They're literally, it's cyber warfare, no doubt about it, specifically targeting conservative media outlets like this one right here, because they don't want you to hear this messaging it's powerful messaging that is against the establishment so mm -hmm. uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna begin with um uh i'm gonna begin with um uh with tyler nixon okay uh and then i'm gonna come back because so, i have to restart this com this other computer uh to to do the go around mm -hmm. all right Yep. Um, and you guys are going to have to just bear with me. But okay. this is a great interview with Tyler Nixon. It is, and it has everything to do with what we're going to be talking about. Anyway, and Vivek Ramaswamy, we will get to the top news headline. I know mm -hmm. you guys are waiting for your dopamine. Uh, just everybody be patient with me uh, because I am literally at the front face of this massive 
it's been a cyber attack actually uh, here for the past couple of days. Yeah. Not even technical limitations. You could throw me a trillion dollars. It's not going to uh, fix the situation. All right. So, yes, we do need your support. No, your support will not fix what I'm doing right now. Okay. All right. So, um, can you imagine? it happen a lot yeah <laughs> but we're gonna get to the okay to the vivek of uh, i'm sorry vivek uh i just learned how to pronounce his name need, the other day we need to stop <laughs> front huh i just learned how to pronounce his name like in the last week or so right okay here we uh, go you ready yeah set you guys as soon as i get it set i'll be well, i will be right back all right so stay right there i stay say right, right back because then this is an epic interview. Anyway, you're not going to be, um, um, you're not going to be cheated. Here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, President Trump, boom, launched into the stratosphere when they went into Mar-a-Lago and combed through Melania's underwear drawer. That is disgusting what they did yeah. at Mar-a-Lago. You know what's, what's really most despicable about it, and it, it applies to all the, all the people, frankly, in the MAGA movement, is that they're purposely being disgustingly uh, fascistic and oppressive and heavy-handed and trying to provoke because they just want a reaction that they gives them their pretext to whatever it, you know to, to crack down to do everything they do. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought me some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally... It's been too long, actually, since I've had my, my last guest on. So much stuff going on. We go back and forth, text, signal... Uh, always uh, checking. It's kind of like, you know, birds wake up in the morning and their chirping is uh, to uh, just check with each other to find out if the, if the other has made it through the night. Uh, you know, that bird chirping. It's a beautiful thing about nature. And Tyler and I are always checking with each other. I've, I'm seeing him out there. Uh, he's um, uh, follows every bit of every event, political geopolitical, military, legal. Uh, we always have a great conversation. Um, if I were to give you um, his CV, as they say, uh, and his bio, it would sell him short. But one of his um, most noteworthy uh, uh, positions, titles, and uh, I would consider it service to our country uh, is as the personal counsel to Roger Stone. Uh, through Roger Stone, uh, I met Tyler Nixon. Uh, met him personally. We've uh, you know been to events in Las Vegas, and we've been to a couple of events, Tyler Nixon. But you've been on. But the last time he came on, it's been a long time. Too much time has passed, and the world has been uh, further wrecking balled by the Biden administration since then, hasn't it? 
Well, you know, this is a very elaborate way to go about a proof of life check with you, Pete, but it's great, great to see that we're successful. And uh, yes, yes. Um, well, uh, you know, I, in addition to Roger, I'm uh, informally advising the uh, Marco Polo, Garrett Ziegler uh, contingent uh, with their, their being sued by uh, my old my old high school classmate and uh, mm. a long time, whatever That's you great. want to call it. You know, can I also tell our listening audience... Uh, that um, uh, that you were the one that put me in contact with one of the most brilliant people on planet Earth. His name is Austin Steinbart. Oh yes, yes. I'm good friends. I I love Austin Steinbart. I've met him personally. I spent a, a few a few days. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I traveled to Arizona. I wanted to look the guy in the beady eyes and get to know what he's all about. And we literally pulled one all-nighter that was intergalactic. Oh, oh, the man is unbelievable. And and you are as well. You're, you know, you're, well, I'm, you're no, I'm no Austin Steinbart. Well, for sure. uh, in, in a, you know, in a different, yeah, but you know what? The, the, you each have your, you know, um, uh, your very, you know, uh, offsetting, you know, characteristics. Now we're, uh, you know, Austin Steinbart, maybe on the technical side, um, is very astute yourself and your exposure to the political realm and your understandings of those dynamics, understanding geopolitical events, understanding even the legal or the lawfare that's been perpetrated on your good friend, uh, becoming a good friend, of course, but you as his counsel, uh, Mr. Roger Stone. So I, I, there's a level of brilliance there <laughs> that, that I'm, well, I've always admired. You're too kind, Pete. And, uh, you know, I, it, I'm, I put myself in your category, which is that we're not nat natural geniuses by any stretch, but we're highly educated in the sense that we've acquired the knowledge. We've, we've filled ourselves with the information that we you know, and we've been watching it closely for years. So we get it intuitively. You know, mm -hmm. we, we see, we can see the bull, bull, you know what, uh, mm -hmm. coming. And I, I remember actually when uh, I was in the army overseas in 1992 and, uh, I started, I was watching, you know, paying attention to CNN international. That's all we got. And, uh, they had this, uh, you know, governor from Arkansas rising. Actually, it was probably 91. And I remembered him from 88 having been written off because he gave such a long speech to the Democratic Convention. People were like, this guy's done. He had people like literally walking out. But I remember watching his campaign unfold just at a distance from CNN. You, know, you can imagine how scant the coverage was. And all I could think is this is the biggest BS artist I've ever seen in my life. I mean, literally just intuitively, not even not knowing as much about politics as I did. And the only time that happened since uh, it was 2004 when Barry O stepped out on the stage at the Democrat convention. I'm like, oh God, here we go. This this guy is going to top Bill Clinton for the, you know the biggest flim flam scam artist you'll ever see, and they'll be promoting him to president within eight years. And it wasn't even four. And we know the, you know the rest is history. But I mean, I just and, and and the third one I'm seeing is Gavin Newsom. You want to talk about just Holy a slick back soulless bull crap artist. Can, this guy is disgusting. Can we? He's probably the worst of all so far. Yeah, and, and can we adopt the term that uh, is known among you know people of his circles uh, and has sexual connotations? But it, but and he needs to be the first political twink. 
That's an insult to Twink. (laughs) He is so slick, this guy. That guy was speaking on the seven sides of his mouth. DeSantis, I thought he absolutely crushed. He did. I thought he crushed him. Well, you know, I guess it depends on what your viewpoint is these days. Everything's so polarized. But, you know, what, whatever you think of DeSantis, and look, I think he should have just not run against Trump. He shouldn't have listened to these bushes. Stupid. Should have, I, it just, yeah, he blew, shot himself in, in the, the heart, practically, politically. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever recover. Um, but, you know, Trump's very forgiving. I mean, let's face it. Trump's uh, someone who would elevate DeSantis as soon as DeSantis gets on board, Trump train back on board. You know, maybe not front of the line, but he'll, he's certainly someone who will... Uh, help him get reelected if he, or elect anything he wants you know i mean he, he helped him get the job he has now but that being said um I, I just you have to really be a soul psychopath to like think that gavin newsom was anything but a churlish uh just i mean debased lying distraction and bullshit i keep saying bs artist uh and look uh, you know desantis again he might not have been as quick on the, the uptake, but but he was authentic, and he just he sort of just plowed his way through. Um, and I, you know how you can tell that that someone like DeSantis did good in a debate like that is because you go to the leftist uh, bots on Twitter, and built. I mean, there must have been one who was posting somehow got like you know into my feet. I've never heard of the guy. He didn't have very many followers per se, but he must have had a hundred. Swear to God, a hundred posts in the span like three hours saying DeSantis is getting crushed and you know Newsom is killing I'm like I'm like he thinks the lady doesn't protest too much mm. but no it was, yeah it was uh, uh, you know this is what we're up against though with this guy but we, we you, may... can't, you can't argue with the California you know dream out there I mean come on uh, there's a mass gravitation away from California undoubtedly I mean hundreds of thousands of people and guess uh, who one of them is me, I tw- I spent 20, oh, yeah. 26 years in California, and I loved California, uh, but but I literally considered myself to be a refugee. As I filled up, and I had an SUV, and I was driving to Ohio, and I filled up my last tank of gas back then. You know, I think seven years ago, uh, it was four fifty, and by the yeah. time I made it to Ohio, it was two fifty. And I said, what's the difference between Ohio and California? And I said, communism yeah. is the difference. Well, you know, my father moved there in 1990, and that was his dream. He was a, uh, became a cosmetic aesthetic dentist and pioneer in that field. He helped develop course veneers. He's got patents on, you know, the, the, all sorts of things like that. He was a practice in Beverly Hills. And I never thought about California, you know, knew about it from distance, but I went and visited him for the first time and I thought, this place is amazing. amazing. I mean, the weather, yeah. Oh, yeah. just the, the the scenic, I mean, especially San Francisco. I recently went back there and it is a crime. I mean, these communists, these scum should be absolutely taken out. Can I interject lost. before you say something? I want you to give uh, your, your opinion. When I went, I went as a, uh, uh, as a, I was in the Marine Corps and I traveled there. I was up, up north for something. I went to downtown San Francisco. Now, I've been all over the world. I said, this is one of the most beautiful cities in the entire world. And Absolutely. it was then. And that was a couple decades Iconic ago. Iconic in American films. I mean, everywhere What does it look, look like now? I don't want to see it now. You know, I, I, believe it or not, I was, I was like thinking, oh man, I'm, this is going to be awful. Um, where I was and the areas I was in, and when we went, we went up to the, um, that's what's the, what's the, uh, high, the high tower 
up on the hill. Yeah. Can't think of right, right. The, the views were just unbelievably breathtaking. I thought this is just a sin that they have turned this place into. But you know what? I, honestly, having grown up in, in on the East Coast in Wilmington, Delaware, and Washington D.C., and knowing the ghetto, like extended sort of Baltimore-style ghetto hell or Northeast Philadelphia that I was used to, like almost no city can really match how terrible that was. So it's all relative. Yes, the, the, the homeless and vacancy problems are out of control. And obviously if you're in the, in the uh, crosshairs of any sort of gang crime or getting break-ins, I'm sure people who live there have to go through it one way or the other. But when I was wow. there, though, the, the natural beauty, the neighborhood feel, like we went down to the marina. I mean, it was all there, Pete. They can all be salvaged. They haven't quite destroyed it yet. You know? and, and, but I will say this. One thing I learned in California, and I was, I'm a member of the state bar there, and I was planning to move there. But I realized these Democrats, they can, they can F up paradise, man. And they, that's what they're doing out there. Everything they touch. Uh, you know, uh, let, let's, let's do this if we could. Uh, I wanted to talk about... A friend of yours, mine, a lot of people uh, are listening, audience, uh, they like him. Uh, within a matter of hours of our conversation here, uh, Owen Schroyer is going to be released. Uh, I have really, I'm telling you, I really struggled with reading those transcripts, watching the judge at just rules so, I mean... He knew that just by imposing a short sentence, that any appealable issues, I mean, you take up stuff on appeal, it takes years, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't believe that not one person should ever be incarcerated uh, without full due process flaw, which even includes the appeal pro appeals process. Um, the, the way they convicted him, his sentencing was based on commentary that had nothing to do with the event that he attended. It was his expression on his show. I said, what is that? Yeah. What is no, that? Absolutely awful. Uh, and, you know, full disclosure, Owen is a client, was a client of mine, or, you know, on a business, purely on, you know, business stuff. Right. Uh, and, but he contacted me before he went in because I did a stretch in Delaware State Prison for the same amount of time, two months, uh, courtesy of the Biden crime syndicate in Delaware for my, you know, for having pot in my house uh, and some, you know, some bongs basically back in the day. And and of course they took my entire antique rifle collection saying, you know, possession of firearm during conviction of felony. That was a political hit job that meant, you know, torpedoed my law career and life in Delaware and drove me out. Probably the best thing that ever happened. But um, yes, sir. Owen contacted me before he went in and, uh, you know, I just tried to give him straight advice about, you know, what, what to expect. And of course he was treated much worse than I was treated to. I mean, solitary confinement is torture for starters. And, you know, just the fact that they could not say, I mean, they were, this is how bad it's gotten with these federal thugs, uh, with Jack Smith being the most despicable, detestable, zealot, uh, maniac is that they're now just putting in political speech and statements that you make as as evidence against you as though it's, as though that's acceptable on any level in the united states as though i mean i where do we make this leap we, can, can we can we say can we say protected constitutional yeah, protected speech that should be their even if they disagree with it as a matter of fact i, I would prefer hearing a judge say you know what my, my political persuasion is the opposite of that uh, but guess what uh i'm uh i'm an american 
And I have a duty to protect his speech, even if I disagree with it, even if I think the that it's most just protected form of speech at that. I mean, there's no, that's no higher than political expression because that's your thought that's your that's your opinions and beliefs we've not we've now sir you're an attorney i can state this uh as a lay person but i see it as an outright deprivation of rights that under the color of law that's criminal is it not uh, let me tell you something i've said it before and i'll say it again these are not prosecutors these are bully thug criminals as far as i'm concerned and i think the, there's no worse criminal in my opinion other than i mean you know only on par with murderers and rapists are is a dirty prosecutor or a prosecutor who would act deny someone's poor civil rights and and you know trample their constitutional rights withhold evidence i mean these guys are they're worse than thugs they are criminals they should uh, jack smith is one example Mueller, weiss these people they should be fired disbarred prosecuted in prison frankly and and if, you know i'm being generous here because i think the penalties involved for people who do this kind of thing deny people their their human rights who imprison innocent people and do so as they ride behind the uh uh, the near of legitimacy and corrupt justice itself uh, and the, our system of law, you know, they deserve the noose. You know, uh, I, I, a little, a slight little segue. I want to come back to Owen uh, uh, real quick here. Um, um, but, you know, like the weaponization of government as it relates to the Federal Bureau of Cover-Ups. I mean, it's literally covering stuff up. They're beholden to an entity. But are they more weaponized or even I'm going to say corporatized but you know corporate America I I, I swum uh, swam in corporate America where you're always trying to outperform the previous year you're always doing that sales results sales results how are you doing this year compared to to last always driving previous year's results they, they, they will literally manufacture terrorism to maintain their uh, counterterrorism budget and they're so far out of control just like a self-defeating constitutionally frenzy that this FBI is on. They're they're creating terrorists so they can go chase terrorists and get the technological tools that they need to go get bad guys, but they're being pointed towards the American people. What's driving that? Is it a politicization or is it is it a, have they become a corrupt corporate entity? They're not law enforcement, I know that. Well, you know, what's amazing uh, is that, I mean, these people, yeah, it's, uh, I told Owen, unfortunately, before he, and then we can just finish out what I, um, you know, when he was first charged or, or before he was even charged and they were looking at charging him, um, I told him, I told Roger this, I said, he's going to have to cop a plea. And, and you know, I, it, obviously that would be against his instincts because he's innocent and it, he knows he'd be persecuted for his speech. But I realized that they, I said, Owen, They'll send you away for years. Yes. Your only option is going to be to take the best deal you can get because you will not. You will be convicted in D.C. because that that needs to be stopped. I'm interrupting yeah. you, sir, but I'm no, going to no, throw no. back to you. I watched it happen. Okay, they have a 98 percent, uh, it's 97 point something percent uh, success rate of getting convictions. Conviction also includes a plea bargain, but. They overcharge and they use that as leverage to squeeze. Oh, and yeah. they call it judicial economy. You could face 30 years in prison or you can take time served in a felony and walk out the door. And guilt or innocence is secondary to them winning and getting a successful right. track record, right? Let me tell you something. The drug war 
uh, disabuse me of any respect that I have in, innately or that I would give without uh, it, it's being earned and which takes a lot of for any prosecutors to the point where I in my political campaigns back in Delaware when I ran for office said I would propose that uh, there would be a ban on anybody who serves as a prosecutor from ever holding a, an elected public office, a legislative executive office, because these people, frankly, you know, I, I saw them, I mean, in, in, in many cases, manipulating everything possible, um, bully thugs, basically, total thugs um, who were willing to just, it, it's all about putting a notch in their gun belt, about, uh, you know, having, being able to have bragging rights around the, uh, the executioner's uh, shed, whatever, the rest of their criminal buddies. And uh, it's infuriating because these people have not only an obligation to justice generally and an oath to the Constitution, but they have actually higher ethical duties on uh, disciplinary or not disciplinary, the rules of professional conduct, whether it be, you know, federal bar or otherwise, that hold them to standards because of the power they hold. And they just act like, I mean, they'll just steamroll you and it's totally arbitrary and they are, they're merciless, they're soulless yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And I think what it comes down to is this, the, is that we have that, you have that core of people. And I, and I feared this because I said, when I dealt with prosecutors, man, if these people ever get political, we are really, really bad shape. We got some really big problems. And that's exactly what's happened. Is they've taken this uh, sort of egomaniacal, uh, you know, just ruthless, uh, in, uh, the types of people that take these jobs who are willing to do anything and they don't care and been different to people with humanity. They're willing to do that if you, and, and unfortunately, basically since George H.W. Bush, this, the, uh, the Department of Justice has been consistently and slowly and at times more rapidly led of anybody who had any ethics in the post-Hoover FBI, the people who actually took down the real mafia, you know, like the Jim Calstrom types. I mean, who, you know, people have their, you know, thoughts on, on anybody who's been in the FBI ever. But, I mean, they certainly did, like, you know, Giuliani area, went after, went after some real bad guys and, and took down some real bad guys. But, I mean, when the Clintons came into office and Hillary ordered those FBI files and they began the purging, and then you had the Bush people come in. Frankly, I think Obama it was the death blow in terms of, you know, Mueller got in there and it was up or out. And he is just a complete, uh, I mean, you want to, I mean, he might as well be Heinrich Moller of the Gestapo's because that's how he, the types of people he inculcates. And unfortunately, as you know, Pete, I mean, you've dealt with, this becomes uh, the culture of the of it, you know, and, and when you have enough people that are corrupt, you're an outlier if you're not willing to go along with it, if you say anything otherwise. And, and that, that just cons- consistently propagates itself in an organization like that to where now, I mean, if you're not corrupt, you're not rising. You know, if you're not willing to do anything that the, the Democrat fascist uh, junta wants you to do, your career's over. Your career's going to be dead ended. And uh, it's going to take another generation to get rid of these people. And if we can ever, I, mean, I think that the whole thing has to be abolished. We have to start over again. I really do believe so. Uh, you know, in, in the legal uh, sense, uh, you know, like when, when I use the term uh, violence, most people think, you know, if it's between two individuals, you know, one person's violent against another. They refer to this thing that's going on with um, with our, our DOJ and, and those with the guns at the FBI, at the executive branch. I mean, it's, it, it is it is like judicial violence. They are using, right, it's judicial violence because it's yeah. all under the color of the, of the law, which I think makes it even, I'd rather have a military it's coup. Subversion. Yeah, it's a subversion. But to, but to perpetrate this 
judicial violence upon the American people and having the guns, busting people's doors down. Tucker Carlson was absolutely right that uh, President Trump, boom, launched into the stratosphere when they went into Mar-a-Lago and combed through Melania's underwear drawer. That is disgusting what they did at Mar-a-Lago. You know what's, what's really most despicable about it? And it applies to all the all the people, frankly, in the MAGA movement, is that they're purposely being disgustingly uh, fascistic and oppressive and heavy-handed and trying to provoke because they just want a reaction that they gives them their pretext to whatever it, you know to to crack down to do everything they do. Um, I, but I don't know how some of them live with themselves when they know how uh, frankly peaceful and peaceable the people are who they're going after hey, sir, truly are not i mean you have to be nazi level psychopaths you and i were in the uniform we're in the military we understood uh these uh, uh bad actors you know the those that want to do harm to our way of life of course um we understood that and then we also understood uh, that among our ranks if you do do something stupid and you issue an unconstitutional order they actually trained Marines that you disobey an unconstitutional order. That's right. And, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you something right now, I'm sick and tired now, because if you're not smart enough to Google and understand what's happening, and you're with the FBI HRT team, and you're still busting people's doors down without doing enough due diligence to say, this guy's not even a violent criminal, like going after Roger Stone, who the hell in their right mind would be in a uniform and say, I'm just gonna do my job and go through Roger Stone's door. Why would they do that? Following orders, right? Whoa, Roger Stone, seriously? Hmm? Yeah, and you know, the thing about it is, you know, they used to, it used to be like, oh, you know, there's some bad apples at the top, but most of the people in the FBI are good people. I don't, I don't agree anymore. I think if you're you're corrupt, and frankly, if you're allowing this to go on and not either protesting and putting your job on the line and losing it because you're an ethical person, uh, then you're part of this corruption. People like Kyle Serafin, a good FBI agent, is one that's left and blown the whistle. Uh, Kyle, you know, I use Kyle Serafin because I've been watching him. He's just out there telling it like it is. But that, yeah. that's who the good FBI agents are, are the ones that are gone. Right? That's right. It, 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 I mean, you look, there's a bunch of people uh, who, I guess, front the Grassley, and there have been whistleblowers. But I mean, the fact that they get away in that organization with, with I mean, there are laws, there are federal laws, obviously, in place to protect whistleblowers. They don't care. The retribution for saying anything, you know, your, your career's over, no matter what laws are in place. I mean, we just had the, the director today, or the FBI, uh, essentially saying, or was it yesterday? I can't, uh, whatever. Say, saying that, you know, yes, how many times that Gra- I think it was Grassley asked him. Um, I wasn't Grassley. One said, "Look, oh no, it was uh, Senator Lee." He said, "How many instances do you know of required to go get a warrant for the, uh, you know, taking this this type of information, this data?" And he's, I don't, you know, he didn't even answer. I think he said it was like something like uh, at least in the hundreds or maybe it was dozens at least. And he said, "Well, how many times did you actually go and get the?" You were compelled by law to get, and none, none. They just totally disregarded it. And that's what I'm saying. These people are they're they're an organized criminal organization at this point, posing as the FBI. It's the most dangerous you want to hear situation something? our country's ever faced. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you, uh, probably for the first time. You may or may not know. I, I, are you aware of what's happened within the past week in the Bundy cases? No. Let me tell you. Um, 
This is after 10 Not years, and it's, rela- it's related to this stuff, like Owen Schroyer, January 6th, and all those, because we suspect our spidey senses are up. We know that there was an operation, plenty of anomalies. It's going to take us a long time to unravel that. And I think the system knows that, that if you want due process through due process of law, you'll find out about it way down the road on GA6, right? Yeah. Um, So 2014 is when the Bundy Ranch protest occurred. People got together and called the sheriff to come protect life, liberty, and property. Uh, Well, long story short, um, through this entire process, last week a judge signed a ruling and said uh, that a tort case will proceed. But effectively what he's done by stating the following, that that those that ran this operation, A, they never had the legal authority. They had no court order, no service of, you know, an, an appropriate warrant, all that stuff. And they ran an operation for the specific purposes of provoking an armed confrontation. And all of the criminal indictments uh, are going to be wiped out. Uh, and everyone's going to... Huh? We're just voided, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a process you go through, but you, we go back and we go back and say they never had the authority to, as a matter of fact, they lied to the grand jury. They did all this stuff. All of those, like my criminal indictment, all of our criminal indictments will be wiped out and they have to pay us on a per day basis for wrongful incarceration. Yeah, you're darn right. And it should be more than that, frankly, because yeah, these people it, it are will be more liable when they, when they act outside of the color of law or they violate someone's civil rights falsely or mm-hmm. you know do, they did you all under color of law and they're mm-hmm. not they weren't actually acting in, under the color of law uh you know i don't know what the statute of limitations are on that but i mean i hope these people are bankrupted well guess what guess what, this, and- guess what my statute was um as soon as i knew uh of you know this this ruling yeah, yeah. right and that there's evidence through discovery and through litigation uh, and then the judge issues the ruling, my statute clock begins. And that started last week. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I thank God for that. It's it's not when the incident occurred, it's when it was discovered. That's exactly right. Yeah. And when you were, uh, you know, for example, and I, I'm, I'm actually representing Abraham Bolden, uh, who is the first black Secret service agent, um, 1963, uh, you know, Sir Kennedy picked him, handpicked him. Um, and he was set up, framed, uh, uh, convict tried and convicted two trials within the span of like four weeks it was a uh, hung jury the first time they were out to get him because he was going to blow the whistle on the uh, misconduct within the service and frankly his uh, you know having her overheard things that made him question whether they would actually protect president kennedy and maybe some people might even not let him be assassinated if, if not worse um, and he was a, 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 the most upright and righteous guy you can imagine. I mean, and, and even today, and they basically set him up with a guy he arrested, a counterfeiter, who claimed that he tried to solicit a bribe. And this, and check this out, Anrahan, the U.S. attorney at the time, leave with these racist heads of the Secret Service in Chicago, um, trying to get reasons. He was also uh, going to be called for the Warren Commission which wouldn't amount to anything, but they knew that he was going to go in there and probably say, look, these guys are getting drunk on the job. They get the day Kennedy was assassinated. Um, and they were racist. And, you know, and they also made, made really questionable comments about whether they were would carry out their duties to protect him. And so literally that the U S attorney 
the, the actual witness against him later admitted that he was importuned to lie in his testimony against Bolton, right? Who, by the way, after a second trial was after the judge weighed in and said, uh, it, this is extraordinary, he said, there's a, plenty of evidence to convict this man or find him guilty. He's to the jury, the judge. And he was ultimately convicted uh, and given sentence to six and a half years. He did some three and a half, and they experimented on him with uh, MK Ultra level stuff when he was in. This man's story is on beyond belief. Wow! And but you represent Abraham. Stuff. You represent Abraham Bolden. He contacted me because he he had Benjamin Crump. Uh, this is for tort for tort claims against the government. In other words, he was. Uh, we tried to get him a pardon under Trump and Jared Kushner. You know, too busy pardoning rappers and whoever said to, to be bothered with this and obama frankly ignored him as well which is crazy because he lives in chicago and has been but of oldness um finally for some reason i guess for whatever maybe he's too senile that real he was doing or biden pardoned him in uh, april of last year and look i look i, I could say that is the one decent thing that biden has done in his, maybe in his life but certainly in his, his in this administration um but the point is that uh uh Bolden was, I mean, his life was destroyed. He was pioneering, like, upright guy. And, and he, he, these corrupt agents did this to him. Now, he had no claims because it was his, his oh, I was going to tell you, the U.S. attorney who uh, importuned this witness to perjure himself to convict him um, was questioned, I guess, by other authorities or by whoever it was, uh, you know, was investigating, saying, what's, what's the deal? It's, he took the, he, he pled the fifth amendment. The U.S. attorney. I mean, you want to talk about corruption. How wow. does that happen? Wow. How do, you, how, how do you go on? And, you know, this is, I mean, it's Chicago, I guess, right? Yeah. So Bolt goes, you know, years and years trying to vindicate himself, trying to get a pardon from every president. He's fought, protested his innocence. And here's the thing. Biden pardoned him on a petition for, uh, he petitioned on the basis of innocence. Now, that's not, that's very rare. Usually it's, you know, you've done your time, you've, whatever, you're old, you've, you've paid your dues, your debt to, ju to justice or whatever. Um, very rarely when you keep protesting your innocence, do they do grant it? They did in this case, which means the official position of the executive branch from the president after, you know, completely wiping out this man's uh, conviction and is that he's innocent. So in our view, the Federal Tort Claims Act uh, you know, was brought back into play because it, it implicates what was done to him, you know, decades ago. And unfortunately, the Secret Service systematically destroyed every record practically from that era when the uh, Assassination Records Review Board was hot on their trip mm. in another unbelievably criminal uh, and underhanded bit of um, destruction of evidence, if not destruction of historical oh, yeah. By, by the and way, I'm sure uh, that we won't have, you know, all we have now is Abraham Bolden's word, but he was, he was treated with, to racist, everything you can think of. And we have a case where a class action of Secret Service agents from the 90s won $24 million because they were discriminated against, you know, and treated to the types of things he saw, except he was 30 years before that. You can imagine how much worse it was. Yeah. We're hoping we can recover what he deserves, which is a lifetime of compensation and to be restored as an agent, frankly, you know, and get his pension and everything. I agree. I agree. Uh, imagine our uh, Federal Tort Claims Act. Uh, there's one case in with a small group, but now all of us are going to be joining in and it will be the biggest case because as you can imagine, we've suspected uh, what happened with Oklahoma City bombing. Uh, we do have evidence that Merrick Garland was involved in covering up the government's involvement oh, yeah. in Oklahoma City.
We suspected what happened at Waco. We suspected uh, all the bad things that happened with Ruby Ridge, so on and so forth. But with the Bundy Ranch, which is really, if you look at the timeline that the uh, DHS and the FBI operate on, uh, domestic violent extremism was born uh, oh, yeah. at Bundy Ranch, which was a government operation, was manufactured. But we're bringing a federal tort claims act against the it. U.S. government. Uh, listen to this. Against the U.S. government, okay, uh, and those that were active, they were government actors. Guess who it was? The Southern Poverty Law Center and the Center for Biodiversity, dude. They worked yeah, in concert with the government. Sparse deeds and that bunch, they are criminals, straight up criminals as far as I'm concerned. And the fact that these, these major organizations use them, you know, Colton Boyle's our friend, uh, you know, he's been, he, he's been, uh, I can't remember the name of the organization, but they were, uh, you know, summarily liquidated from Amazon just on the basis of the say-so of the SPLC. Because yeah. they, these big, they have like anointed these guys as the arbiters of whether you're an extremist or whether your ideology uh, and your belief did, set is, is, you know, Did acceptable. you know there's two instances, I'm sorry to interrupt your flow. I think you already know about Elohim City. Uh, and the Southern Poverty Law Center being on the paper, they were a government operative uh, in Elohim City, Southern Poverty Law Center. In Bundy Ranch, they literally were FBI informants. They were supplying fake 302 reports and edited audio recordings undercover to the FBI uh, to, in order to get a conviction against their political opponents. But they do it under the protection and guise of being a First Amendment protected um, you know, news media, you know, outlet. Right. well, no, they represent exactly what I think we are seeing with our government now, which and the media and all these organizations, which is that these they once had a veneer of credibility. They once did good things. They once were run by ethical people, or at least most part. And what has happened is, you know, without changing anything on the face of it or that's apparent or obvious in terms of how they run, they have inserted these absolutely fascist zealots into these positions, criminals who are they're operating on the institutional credibility of these organizations while literally uh, subverting everything that's everything that they ever stood for in history uh, and wherever anything was ever good about them, including the Constitution. And this is especially true of the FBI. I mean, like, my God, fidelity, bravery, was it uh, integrity or these it's just it's appalling beyond and the fact that i think i think the american public sees it pete i mean i think you know what we have is a situation unfortunately where they have this echo chamber of propaganda that used to be the mainstream quote media they used to be journalists the belief is and mr chairman now and they are completely uh, just an appendage of a fascist junta run out of the Democrat Party and, you know, that has taken over now major and has infiltrated the justice system now and judgeships. So they really have, you know, they, they're running the tables. They've got the run of everything. So you know, there's no limits to what they can, they think they can get away with and will try, but the people see it. You know, I, I just honestly, that the fact that Biden's and his, his numbers are in the tank and they ain't rising, he's not coming back. This isn't the old days where, you know, there would be like a roller coaster of approval ratings for George H.W. Bush. Is it 90% approval in say, you know, whatever, March of 1991. And a year later, he's at 30%, you know? Hey, you know what, uh, I, 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 God bless Americans. Thank 
God that Americans yeah. are so belligerent. Like me, I'm a leave me the heck alonist, right? right. Don't mess okay. with me and don't, don't take my stuff. Me. Don't right. thank God we have that. That level yeah, of belligerence. And we don't have to answer to anybody, frankly, except our Creator, because they're not the ones. These scum who are who we've basically uh, have been conscripted to protect our rights, who think they dole out our rights to us and are going to be our dictate, our, you know, our rulers, whatever have you. They got another thing coming. They will be, they will never take this country down. No, and uh, thank God for the belligerent American. It doesn't matter what your political persuasion is. When you see them going after Trump, there's people in the hood, in the streets of Atlanta that say, you know, and they're cheering for Trump because they know what, I mean, because they're they're they're, they're, they're they've been exposed to it. They know they get steamrolled they know by the government. Like system. Yeah, it's out to get. I mean, you know, I hate to say it. I'm glad to see that. Uh, well, I'm not glad to see it, but I. I mean, I think Americans are understanding what the drug war was all about, and it's no. It's it's absolutely no. Uh, you know, surprise. Shouldn't be surprised to anyone considering the awful legislation and the the harebrained, totally dictatorial, totalitarian legislation laws that Biden forced into the federal code over decades, trying to out, you know, law and order the Republicans on the drug war, the so-called Republicans, um, and that, that we now, that he now is the most probably totalitarian, uh, just dictator type president, um, and totally antithetical to the constitution that we've seen in at least, I don't know, I mean, I, the Democrats in the past century have been pretty bad. I cannot call, I no longer refer to the, because we know what the Biden administration is. I mean, this guy has so much leverage over him. He's literally just, they just tell him what to do. Uh, You know what? Hey, listen, uh, when the FBI, all right, covers up in the fashion that they they did, that's called elite capture. Basically, his boss is the FBI because they've got a, a file cabinet full of stuff that they, you know, made go away and all they needed is a new big building, some technology, and relieve some of the pressure. And then behind the scenes, in the, they call it the administration, it's not, it's a freaking wrecking ball. They're, they're intent on destroying the United States of America. One issue, yeah. look at the border, the, uh, the, the weaponization of uh, illegal immigrants destroying us you couldn't think up a, a better or a more diabolical you know I mean, set of like the policies and things they're doing whether neglect or just outright proactive uh, di- uh, uh, oppression and repression yeah. and the subversion of justice that they're doing in the uh, embedding of total criminals in, in positions of the greatest trust you can think of and not to mention the money laundering the absolute sending spending trillions and, and, and it's just being recycled back whether it's a cut doesn't matter what's a tenth of a trillion dollars. I mean, they could take five percent, and they're and all these like sleazy uh, front groups and Democrats. I mean, they're they're just rolling in it. And Ukraine is exactly what that is. Let's face it; it is just a churning operation that they're they're agreeing to you know fund this overseas, and it's getting kicked back to Democrat criminals, so they can just continue to have all the resources they need to come after people like you and me to destroy the American system and way of life. And I, you know, Listen, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but yeah, things are going to have to get. Oh, I, 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 uh, I, I know where it's going to go. Uh, people like this. Let me put this on the screen. Just listen to what was said here. Uh, this is the enabler. Uh, the gr- yeah. One of the biggest weapons as we analyze the weaponization of, uh, of government against the American people is Congress itself. 
Listen to this. Debacle call crossfire hurricane hangs in the air in the construction. Right, let me back up. I want to make sure uh, I'm, go, we go right to his open. Director. Listen to this. Um, so we really appreciate you coming. Now's a good time to have an honest talk with the American people through the committee about the dangers we face, what the FBI is doing every day, and how we can you know, make you stronger in the face of a lot of threats. You'll be asked about the FBI's role in monitoring religious organizations. Uh, the debacle called Crossfire Hurricane hangs in the air in the conservative world. And so we're going to uh, move forward. Uh, you'll be asked some tough questions, and I appreciate uh, you being here today. So, Mr. Chairman, one thing that I will be talking He said, we're going to make you stronger. All right, so if you have a rogue, they're literally a criminal crime and syndicate that has a lot of power over the American people. They're political opponents, right? Uh, And when you give them more money, I mean, how do you stop their power? They have their power, um, but guess what? I'm gonna tell you what happened, the omnibus bill, remember during the midterm elections? Um, The Republicans voted, to fund and give for January 6th, Attorney General Garland asked for hundreds of U.S. attorneys and 150, uh, it was like $150 billion or something crazy like that. It's ridiculous it, new fascist, you know, monolith complex they want to build to themselves. Okay, so we're literally having, having weaponization hearings. We're combing through the fact that they're, they're bringing Bray forward. How many agents uh, did you have? How many CIs? How many this? How many that? And out of one side of their mouth, the other side of the mouth, they're giving them more U.S. attorneys and more prosecutors and more gas for their uh, Bearcats to go kidnap people in uh, jurisdictions throughout the country. Why? We're paying for this. We're paying for it. We're giving them the money yeah. to, to, to I, abuse I their power. I think a mass tax revolt is what it's going to take, and <sighs> you know, people are going to have to really just say, we're done. We're not paying for this. Go F yourselves. Come yeah. after all of us. And, and hang together or hang separately. Ray has Persian himself, flat out. Oh. And, and, but but they, time, it, every uh, minute. Yeah, every minute. He just flat out lies. His whole um, career's a perjury's uh, nightmare. This is like Roman Empire-esque, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. But it's very sad because the Roman Empire was corrupt. I mean, it was, it was never, even as a republic, as a republic, it wasn't like great. I mean, there, was, there wasn't about human rights. Mm-hmm. It was a very just and very yeah. cutthroat organization. Yeah. And, it, you know, it got what Listen. it deserved. We, we're, we're it for the world. I mean, that's it. Once we go... It's just going to be, you know, total, total. Uh, oh, listen, civilization goes. Uh, let's, let's transition to uh, the final topic here. Uh, and you'll understand what I'm about to say. And I discovered it through our cases. All right. A little known legal maneuvering strategy. And it's right in front of us. And and I'm really concerned, uh, Tyler, that President Trump, because you know that they're up against a massive machine. I mean, uh, they have a limited, unlimited budget. I don't care how much money President Trump spends on his legal team. They spent 150 million to come after us. There, there were, when we would write paper, paper and put a motion out, they had 500 attorneys working 24 uh, seven yeah. to but fire what, paper what back at us. Is that the, the law doesn't matter. I mean- The law does it, not matter. What is, right? good, what is good arguing like motions before a judge who's made up their mind, they don't care. They're you gonna know, rule again, no matter what. They're doing a couple of things here. And I think you'll appreciate this. I'm gonna throw back to you. Um, the Department of Justice, and I have it documented, this is not conspiracy theory, 
um, unilaterally uh, made decisions without any oversight by the Pentagon and the DOJ on January 6th. Um, they um, directed the FBI, who had active duty military, joint terrorism task force members, SMU operators, all those people that basically under their charter, uh, if they had CIA, it didn't matter because you reported to the FBI. Under the FBI charter and the DOJ's oversight, they unilaterally ran an operation. Well, guess what? A lot of the information uh, was kept in a file drawer by the DOJ. The special counsel was given certain investigative files to pursue, right? If the DOJ withholds it, right, and President Trump says, I want to see all of the exculpatory information that you have in your possession, that the government, you know, through the special counsel's office. Well, guess what? He can, Jack Smith can say, here you go. You got everything that you're entitled to. Uh, and the DOJ is withholding such valuable information about that operation uh, uh, that was being run. And this is well, President okay. Trump. Look at Congress was holding 40,000 hours of, of the videos. Like, well, I mean, every everything they're doing points to the fact you know, just the fact that Merrick Garland and Ray cannot under oath testify to the fact and deny that there was any sort of subversion or agents provocateur uh, operations going on that day. The fact that they won't deny that. There's no law enforcement. I mean, sorry, no was the only right answer. Not I can't answer that. That's, that's BS. I'm sorry. Right in there, you know that these people are corrupt and this thing is a sham. Yeah. For those who were, were, weren't you know, smart enough to realize immediately that that narrative was already made within hours of, I mean, they weren't even, the people weren't even out of the Capitol yet. And there was, it was the chant of, you know, insurrection and, oh, you know, the fainting couches were brought out victims and this was going to be their forever you know thing even though they spent six months practically burning down the country with their scum and FIFA for uh, you know, the previous year now how could anyone any any American number one um, how could President Trump himself go up against this coup d'etat and part of the coup is the judicial violence being perpetrated upon America. it's a judicially violent thing that's going on here. I mean, they're literally going in kidnapping grandmas that took a selfie in the rotunda. Um, they're they're, they're uh, capturing their political you know, opponents. How can anybody defend themselves? Against I'm hoping and, and really hoping that when it gets to the point where we're like real constitutional crisis, where they're going to try to imprison this man and they're going to have a real civil war on their hands, the United States Supreme Court uh, will finally step in and say enough is enough. These are patent abuses of power that we see going on. And how could we not think these are going on? Because they need to realize, I mean, this is no longer just one man if by any stretch. They've spread their, their uh, uh, oppression and repression and corruption out amongst average people all the way down to the J6. I mean, Enrique Tario, 22 and a half years. I mean, uh, all of Joe Biggs. I mean, this is these are absolute Nazi level miscarriages of justice and, and injustice is being perpetrated. And I can't believe the U.S. Supreme Court is to sit back and just idly let this come unraveled. No, they, if, if, they, if, they, if they don't step in and finally you know put an end to all this, then they're not worth this, it. This is they're not, okay, their, President Trump is not some, you know, some bobblehead figure uh, that is the, uh, the, 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 the target. You know who the target is, and it, and it sounds so cliche. I'm going to tell no, you, me, I want, I want somebody in there like Trump that they yeah. hate. And they say, That's you right. can't have that. 
Really? I'm in America. If, if I want it and I collect a bunch of people and we say we want that guy because you hate him, I want that guy in because you hate him so much. Because yeah, he well, pisses you off. Exactly, they say, no, you can't do day that. Day all over again. They're not they, stopping Trump. They're stopping me. Yeah. And they arrest President Trump. Okay, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not going to be silent to say, you want to do that to my vote? It's on. I will defend it. That's right. No, he, he absolutely. Yeah. It's it, like I said, it's cliche, but they're not going after him because they you know, think he's some sort of particular. I mean, although I think he broke a lot of people's brains because he doesn't go along with their games, doesn't play along with their what they're used to with their, their so-called norms and proprieties. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I mean, they're nothing. I mean, these people are demonic. Uh, it's like they, they mean, he might as well be holy water to a demon. But it's because, and it truly is because, he represents us. He represents the people who could depose them and will depose them. You know, if he, have is caught, he is whether you like him or not. Anytime you hear of him disbanding the Department of Education, well, let me ask you something. You're an attorney, and they know they know that if he gets back this time. They're not going to roll this morning. Another chance to, to, to undermine him like they did in the first term. Have you heard these uh, like attorneys like Andrew Wiseman on MSNBC talking oh, yeah. about defending the institutions of democracy? And I said, you know what you're speaking of? You know that President Trump is going to say, "Where's the Department of Education in the Constitution? Uh, we already have plenty of them in the states." Well, you know, they're so lawless. Who gives a crap what our justifications are to them? They should be taken out and treated just the way they have treated everyone, uh, you know, because they are the true criminals, frankly. I mean, you know, they would, they would, I mean, they, they fear that they've, they know what they've done. They know how corrupt they are. They're not fools. They know what they're doing. They know they're liars. I mean, they're not, they're not that, they're not that deranged of zealots to actually believe their own PS. They know they're corrupt. They know that they're doing anything Tyler. that takes. And you know what? They they fear that he will turn around and do what they Tyler. They use and then they know what the term is and he uses it. And if you look at the definition, all right, you have to question why they're so scared. Retribution is bringing accountability to anyone that's perpetrated wrongful or criminal acts. And if somebody says Trump's going to bring retribution, that means you're worried about your wrongful or criminal acts. Who would exactly? And and they say he's going to be a dictator. You only think he's a dictator if you're a corrupt piece of garbage. Yes, sir. He's basically been abusing your offices. And yeah, he'll be a dictator to the, the, the bureaucracy and the fascist uh, okay. you know, institutionalized All government right. that we have now. You know, it's time, time out. Red alert. This is what I want to do. I want to recommend that you are uh, appointed uh, a special position, uh, given an office in the West Wing uh, in charge of retribution. Hey, just justice. That's all you need. Believe me, serving people justice. They, they, they no. would, they would, it'll be like holy water, like I said, or, or water on you know the wicked witch of the west. <laughs> up. You know, they won't understand what real justice is. I mean, they're, uh-huh. they're such subversives yeah. and they're such disgusting. They're not. They're subhumans. I'm sorry. And vermin. Yeah, you're, you're worse than vermin. Believe me, that's that's worse. being light. Yeah. These people are trash out of hell, and they are. It, uh, yeah. Go with me here, and I'm not going to interrupt. I'm going to let you speak to this because I know you've thought about it, um, and, and your 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 oath has not expired. Of course, you you're a U.S. Army yep. veteran. Um, I don't need an oath. No, we don't. We're that's right. We're we're sent here naked with certain unalienable rights, right? And among those yep. is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And they're screwing with that, um, sir. Going into uh, we're a matter of days.
now when we're going to hit 2024. There's no doubt about it. I'm not even over sensationalizing. It will be a defining year, 2024, in our nation's history and in our lives. And it's a dangerous time in, in world history, too. Um, it will be a dangerous time because those that have the power that took it, you know, you can argue the point of the election, they stole it like they have it. Okay. Those that have it right now know that they're, the decision is going to be made uh, to uh, keep it or lose it. And when they lose it, there will be accountability. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in 2024 as we close out our conversation here? We got five minutes left, but I want you to take it. What do you think is going to happen? going into 2024. Are you concerned uh, about what they're going to do, our opposition? I, I'm, I'm highly concerned because these people don't know how to throttle back. They don't know how to moderate. All they know how to do is double and triple and quadruple down on, on their perfidy, their um, deceit, their corruption. Um, and they're, they're just, they're brazen, they're, they're, they're self-delusion or the delusion generally, and attempts to manipulate the control freak ego and megalomania. And here's the thing, the more they, the further they go down the road of this corruption and subversion of justice and doing these outlandish things that they, they know damn well is a bunch of BS and a bunch of, of persecution uh, and, and subversion of law, the more and they get into it, the, the, the more it becomes an imperative for them that he not win, that they not lose power. So it means like, I don't, I have no doubt they will try to kill him before it's all over. And God forbid they do, because they will. This country will explode, and they it will be pitchfork time. And it will. It won't be about oh, you know, you're you're doing this, and your insurrection. They will wish that that was a real insurrection. Believe me, if they Amen. see the, the wrath of the American wow. people, they yeah. try to deny us. You know, here's the thing: replace the word when they ever use the word democracy. Replace it with our power, and you'll know exactly what they're talking about. Otherwise, because they don't make sense when they talk about protecting democracy, protecting our power. That's what they mean. And you know what? They are gonna. They are cruising, biggest bruising in the history because this country will never be subjugated under a totalitarian police state. Never. Period. Never. They will. They will. They will find themselves. Their blood will run in the streets, and they can. They can say whatever they want. I'm not advocating anything but justice for them. Yeah, amen. Amen. No. And, and you know, uh, when when you uh, and we were born with certain rights, and they're trying to take them away. Well, and, they're godless. They don't and, believe. And, they, and, they believe that they're the gods. Yeah. Know? And what are rights? worth uh they're worth a lot when you're willing to stand and defend them and that's what we've always been about yeah period. they know we're right and that's why they have to use these underhanded sure. tactics and that's force right. violence coercion yeah deceit yeah did you read the article in the it was the uh, op-ed penned by robert kagan none other than robert kagan in the washington post I did not. I, I try to avoid the uh, you know, as Roger yeah, says. Do me a I don't favor. The Washington Post for the same reason. I'll eat out of the toilet. Yes. Guess yes, what? Yes. Guess what he he did just within the past uh, twenty four or forty eight hours. Um, he Nothing and you know who, you know who Robin Robert Kagan is right former PNAC yes. member. He said we needed oh, yeah. a Pearl Harbor event in order to bring oh, yeah. in the Patriot Neocon, Act. Neocon scumbag. Neocon Victoria yeah. Newland's husband. Right. Yeah. Um, said that uh, President Trump on a CIA storefront, Washington Post, said that President Trump need to be Julius Caesar. 
Yeah, I no, I believe it. They absolutely they're, they they they're going to come going to come down where they're going to say we have to we this man has to go whatever it takes. Look, there's there's way more incentive for a lot more people who have a lot more power than all the people who killed Kennedy. And as I've said before, people may think they laughed when I said Trump is most like JFK than any president because because he's totally different. JFK was very urbane and sort of you know a, a, a Trump is is a rough and tumble working class guy despite his being a billionaire, and but yet he is in every way just like JFK. JFK said you know the the uh, he said the. Um, he talked about who represents the, the you know the the Congress is representing all these uh, um, the legislators themselves but they represent the money interests and all this. He said the president of the United States is responsible for representing hundred million whatever other people that fill the citizens the, the average person um, and you know he took that seriously and of course he blew his head off because he wasn't going to be manipulated he was going to take his job seriously he wasn't going to stand for the type of uh you know the fascist uh cabal that had taken over was taking over government at that time you know, and they, they they showed him and i have no doubt that they'll try it with trump but, but this is in 1963 and there ain't no curtis lemay and you know these people are, are nothing if not craven and i don't think some of them have All... to down to it the sack to go through with something like that because they will find themselves drawn and quartered like like medieval style my vote okay has been solidified not because i love trump and he's perfect and he's all powerful and all and, and i'm not trying to water it down this is what I, I i'm just telling you that when andrew wiseman says that if trump gets in office he will destroy all of the institutions i'm like yes that's yeah, why i want right. to yeah, cast a vote corrupt, for him <laughs> the corrupt dictatorial Okay, a lot, a lot of work uh, happening behind the scenes. That was an epic interview with Tyler Nixon uh, uh, that will be published after we run it on the live stream on Lindell TV as we wind down uh, these remaining moments on Lindell TV. Keep in mind that the next hour, okay, as I opened up the show uh, today, I said... That it's going to require all hands on deck. We are at war. I use the 10, you know, man in the foxhole scenario. Uh, when we're under fire, the war kicks off. We've got our artillery rounds coming in. The communists uh, trying to come and kill us. Uh, how many of the 10 people in the foxhole, uh, Marine Corps analogy, right? How many people in the foxhole should have their, uh, should be up and muzzles downrange? And I'm not going to apologize for the analogy. How many, Deb Jordan, should be up, ready to go, we're under fire, it's on, how many of the 10? All 10 of them. Exactly. Everyone. Yeah, the days of a portion of us carrying the weight of the entire rest of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, back in the day, the three percenters were just enough to, right? In the Revolutionary War, um, it's going to require a little bit more than that. We need everybody in this second revolution uh, because it's in—it's literally in defense of everything that we've built in our nation. Mm -hmm. uh, we need 100% participation the next hour when we bring Bill Ogden on, and uh, you know he's waiting in the green room. He may hear you say this, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but I'm going to tell our listening audience, what did I say when I hung up the phone with him in my first conversation? Uh, you set your phone down and said, oh man, I love this guy.
I do. Yeah. Uh, there's a group of godly patriots right now that are doing exactly what we must do at a time like this. Mm. A time that is probably the most, one of the most, no, it is the most important time, I think, in all of human history. The entire world will benefit from what we're going to do. So our, our conversation with Bill Ogden is going to be coming up. Before we get to that, uh, I'm going to take the entire remaining balance of the show because I, I did uh, get everything squared away uh, on our, I, you know, folks, th there is cyber warfare also taking place. There is no doubt about it that, that what is upon us is cyber warfare. Mm. Uh, these attacks on us, it's not, not me. They don't want you to hear what I have to say. Why? Because I will never water my speech down. I've always said what is right, what is lawful, what is constitutional, and what will ultimately kill communism. Uh, they can't have that for you. So they want to take away your president. They want to take away your sources of information. Uh, they don't want you learning that you literally have the power in your own hands to resolve everything that's bringing you the anxiety that you have. You. They don't want you to know that. So this cyber attack is not on me. It's on each and every one of you. So I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to do a couple of things here as we, as we uh, go through um, uh, the last couple of minutes of this hour and make sure everybody, um, I love Steve Bannon. I do. Uh, skip Steve Bannon for this next hour. He's coming on on Lindell TV. I'm going to say that you can re-listen to Steve Bannon. This live conversation with Bill Ogden, I'm not overblowing this. Mm -hmm. Everything that I've been doing since 2011 in this business has been preparing for the launching of what we need to do with tactical civics. I'm not overblowing this. And by the way, I have a little bit of experience of recruiting gunmen as the government accused me. They said that Cliven Bundy and I got together to broadcast false information for the purposes of recruiting gunmen. That was their version of it. That was back in 2014, 2016. They indicted us. What were we calling for in April of 2014? A protest to have the sheriff come in, who failed to do so, to come in and intervene and protect life, liberty, and property and tell the federal government under the Obama administration, mm -hmm. who was not only overreaching, they were pointing assault rifles at unarmed protesters. We mm -hmm. called the sheriff to come in in April of 2014. Mm -hmm. They called that assault on a federal officer because you possessed firearms and you approached federal agents with scary clothing. And you should dare get together peaceably, of course, uh, to ask the sheriff to come in and intervene. And he, in fact, did. They could not have anybody knowing that the sheriff had the authority to say, and we literally have them on body cam, put those guns away. What are you doing? These people are not going to hurt you. And mm -hmm. you need to back up. The command post is now right here. His name is Sheriff Tom Roberts. By the way, I'm this close to getting him on the show. Good. He's retired. Yeah. He is one of America's sheriffs. Why? He exercised mm -hmm. his authority. He protected the constitutional rights of the people who were peaceably assembling. Uh, what they turn that into as to what you may know or not know about Bundy Ranch, 
let's just take that whole story and let's just know that the people that did that then are now trying to overthrow our nation. Well, we kicked their tails with constitutionality then, and we're going to franchise it to 3,200 counties across the country. Tactical civics, me in a piecemeal, piecemeal way, like a bull in a china shop, stumbling my way around trying to muster up um, some energetic defense of our constitutional republic, trying to figure out how to get everybody educated and energized, uh, and also to tell everybody of every race, creed, color. It doesn't even matter what your political persuasion is. You ready? I'm going to commit to the following as we go into, uh, we're going to go into this break, okay? And then we're going to come back and I'm going to commit to the following. I'm going to set aside, you know, my, I'm, I'm heavily biased. And I just will tell all of my friends and family members and beloved uh, fellow Americans who are Democrats mm -hmm. uh, that I'm heavily biased in favor of President Trump as my weapon of choice. It's like a shoulder-fired missile. They hate him. I want to use him. I like Trump. You don't need to vote for Trump. You need to stand up for America. They have already mastered stealing your vote over and over again as a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And I want to protect that. So I'm going to commit to setting aside, uh, fully disclosing my political bias. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to start fighting for Democrats. How about that? They've been stealing your vote. Uh, they've been keeping you enslaved. They've been keeping you on EBT cars. They've been sending drugs into the inner city. Rise up with me right now and say enough is enough. And Amen. do so peaceably. And there's a way to do it. And there's a way to do it lawfully. And guess what? The, that way that we're about to describe here cannot be stopped. There you the go. The government cannot stop us from doing what we're about to do. Amen. And if they do, they're going to look like Al Sharpton. <laughs> no kidding. So listen, everybody, thanks for joining us over at Frank's Speech. We're getting ready to yep. log off of Frank's I, Speech. But we have another hour on we Rumble do. and Locals. And we and want you guys hour. to stay with us. Yeah, uh, big hour now, coming now up. Now, what, what I'm going to do, it's interesting. We're going to transition here. We have a brand new sponsor. It is a really big sponsor. There's a lot to learn about this. There's a reason why Bella Grace Okay, Bella. Mm -hmm. It's Italian. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, Bella Grace is our not only our newest sponsor. Uh, we are on a mission here um, to, to to bring uh, some beautiful solutions here with a collagen centered. I mean, this is this is essentially an elixir, collagen based, that is the best on planet earth the mm. formulation of it and the doctor behind it you're going to hear from i him. can't wait to get skincare started. products that deb's real excited about I am. and yeah. with me weight management on top of that mm -hmm. so uh let's uh let's go to that we'll go to our commercial break and i'll bring mr bill ogden great american patriot on uh to have a conversation about what we're going to do in mm -hmm. the united states of america right. to fix things right. ready thank you thank you thank you lindell tv And so the analogy I'd like to use, the pearl necklace is, I think, one of the better ways to understand how when you ingest a supplement that has collagen in it, that then you can have an impact. So 
collagen is a protein, and as it gets broken down, it, it goes into peptides, and then further broken down and digested, it forms amino acids. The amino acids are the equivalent of individual pearls. And a beautiful piece of collagen protein is a lovely pearl necklace. And the peptides are a broken string of pearls. Still some connections, but it's not a real necklace. So when you see a collagen product, you're actually not swallowing the whole necklace, even though they kind of say it, that it's a protein. It's actually peptides. And so what you're doing is you're ingesting a string of broken uh, pearl necklace with uh, various connections. And then the body breaks it down to individual pearls, individual amino acids, absorbs it, gets in the blood, it's delivered to where it needs to go. And the idea is that if I swallow those peptides, it will magically go to wherever you need it and then get reconstructed into collagen or whatever you need from those amino acids, maybe a glycoprotein. The issue is the current state of the industry is I'm just swallowing it and it's being delivered, but I'm not controlling the process of converting all those pearls back into a necklace. That's where things break down. And that's where serial disruptors move in. And so the analogy I'd like to use, the pearl necklace is I think one of the better ways to understand how when you ingest a supplement that has collagen in it, that then you can have an impact. So collagen is a protein, and as it gets broken down, it, it goes into peptides, and then further broken down and digested, it forms amino acids. The amino acids are the equivalent of individual pearls. And a beautiful piece of collagen protein is a lovely pearl necklace. And the peptides are a broken string of pearls. Still some connections, but it's not a real necklace. So when you see a collagen product, you're actually not swallowing the whole necklace, even though they kind of say it, that it's a protein. It's actually peptides. And so what you're doing is you're ingesting... Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal? Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always.
I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our Percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35. Fulls, $29. And twin size, just $25. I'm interrupted this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets and because of this i've been able to add more colors sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only 39 dollars a set queens 35 dollars full 29 dollars and twin size just 25 dollars order now once they're gone they're gone for good you're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog whoa, whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited and once they're gone, they're gone. This company and their doctors are medical professionals you can trust. And their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin, z pack Rest assured, knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help you and your family stay safe from whatever life throws at you next. The main reason why we put episode numbers on it is because when I was advocating for what our discussion is going to be about as a constitutional patriotic United States Marine up against the communist Obama administration, they put me in a box and I had all of our discovery and I didn't, I never said my episode number, but all of my words, as they say, can and will be held against you, but the government took them out of context. So I now, every single episode, I make it count, A, I mean what I say, uh, and I put the episode number on there uh, because the communists will, you know, put me in a box and I'll need to go reference back to it. This particular episode uh, that we're going to uh, have this discussion with my next guest, 
3,800 plus episodes. You've heard me uh, over and over again say, come on, people, let's go. Let's ride. We and everyone's starving. What do we do? How do we do it? Pete, you know, uh, let's get organized. We did the constitutional committees and we've got all of these great groups of patriots uh, that are doing their absolute darndest with whatever we got. And sticks, stones, you know, two cans, a string. Um, our souls, our patriotism, and our way of life. Uh, and then I discovered through Ann Vandersteel the past couple of months that the all of the dots have been connected for this important time. And in the past several months, they've kicked into high gear, um, taking the tools that they've built over many years now um, through uh, the leadership and patriotism of David Zuniga, putting together all of the tools that we need to fix our problems in the United States of America. There are a few guarantees in life, okay? A few guarantees. This is one of them. If you hear this and you take immediate action, which is simple, take those tools and we take ownership of every one of the 3,300 counties in the United States of America, we win. You could be fat, you could be dumb as a box of paper clips like me. Um, you could be skinny, you could be tall, short, poor, rich, whatever. Come with your godly soul and your determination to protect life, liberty, and property. And by the way, uh, people will gravitate to what we're about to talk about. We present freedom and constitutionality. We're not Maoists. We don't have to force people with a gun to come to what we're going to discuss. Now, Bill Ogden is the founder of the Clearfield County, uh, Pennsylvania chapter of Tactical Civics, the largest chapter in the Republic by about double. Uh, Tactical Civics has an action plan to enforce the Constitution. The issues we currently face right now would not have arisen had the Constitution been followed and enforced. Um, citizens have a duty, okay? It's written, I, I'm not gonna read it to you, right? But when things go wrong, um, it, it, it is the right of the people uh, to alter or abolish that government that has gone rogue, rogue. That was the beginning. They provided that force. It was the foundation. Now it is your duty because since then, people have fought and died to protect our way of life. And they shall not have died in vain. It is your duty uh, to step up. So I, I'm, it's going to be very difficult, but this is the first visit with... Uh, with my newfound friend, uh, Bill Ogden in Pennsylvania. Um, and we're gonna have a success uh, at least weekly, okay? And then other sidebar conversations. I need all hands on deck. When we say that we need everyone's participation, I don't want one or two of you sitting there and then five of you will act and you pick up the phone and call somebody and you'll get on tactical civics. Uh, this is an all call, all hands on deck. If you are a red blood, red, white, and blue blooded American, you love your country, which you do because you're on this show. You love your country. That's an assumption. 
I want every person to participate. You're not going to sit there and wait to see what President Trump's going to do for you. His strength this time around is going to come from what every single one of us are going to do, locking our arms. Mr. Bill Ogden, it's an honor to have you on for this first of many visits. God bless America, and welcome to the Pete Santilli Show. Good morning, Pete and oh. audience. Good morning, sir. Now, you know, that was a big mouthful of introduction and um i i want to kind of i want to defer i'm your humble student i'm 57 years old i'm not stopping learning we need to learn our way through uh through doing this we have all the right tools god bless our founders they did so much for us it is literally divinely inspired they came together they didn't even know each other but they knew the lord they got down they prayed and the Lord responded by giving them everything they needed to do to put together our constitutional republic. And it is so solid that they've spent ever since trying to destroy it and to break us up and to destroy our nation. But guess what? All the tools that were right there in our founding uh, are specifically available to us for these moments in time. When you get rogue operators destroying everything, the border, the... I mean, we could go through the whole list, but but I'm your humble student, and I'm going to kind of push the pause button. I want you to just speak right past me to our listening audience. And you heard what I just said in the introduction. Am I overstating the case here? This is, this is the biggest thing that we're about to do. It's a beautiful thing. It's called America. It's, it's large and small at the same time. There's the paradox. Uh, a lot of people with a little bit of effort can get a lot done. You know, many, many hands make light work, and it's the many hands we're missing. Uh, I'm going to start out by giving you the how, what, why uh, that I ended up here. Uh, they stole the election. I think that's obvious. It's a given. Uh, if you don't know they stole the election, they stole the election. Uh, if you need proof, look for Fetterman. Uh, that was round two. Uh, and so you begin to search for answers. What happened here? How can it be fixed? And I, I got involved in the search. I watched the hearing in Gettysburg led by Doug Mastriano, where they presented the evidence of the steel in Pennsylvania. I watched the hearings in uh, Michigan, where they presented the steel in Detroit. Uh, and some very compelling poll workers talked about things they witnessed, actual witnesses. I watched the live hearings out of Georgia where uh, they actually hacked into a voting machine in front of a Senate committee during an election, literally hacked into it. Uh, I watched the testimony out of Arizona, including the testimony of the canvassers that went house to house to see if there were people there that voted. And of course, there weren't. And, you know, the journey just continued. I watched four hours of the war room every day trying to get answers and you just search and one night in march uh this year i, I tuned into the patriot street fighter he had a round table with mike jaco and nino rodriguez and he had a guest on named dave zuniga and these three power interviewers were talking to this guy for an hour and he's handling every question they have he is presenting a solution at every turn to the problem as they described it. I, uh, I said I was going to interject every once in a while. This would be that moment. By the way, uh, I love Scott McKay. I know him personally. I met him personally. I was on, what, there's a name for his bus. I met him out there. I went out to one of his events and met Cinderella. him. Cinderella. 
Yeah, Cinderella. That's right. Um, what episode was that? Where they where they had that conversation? Because I'm going to uh, to that's share. March ninth. It's uh, it's March ninth. It's the round table. Uh, uh, I, I can send it to you. Yeah, we're going um, uh, and we're going to uh, catalog stuff. People are starved for information. A lot of tools at Tactical Civics, but we're going to yeah, supplement jo- that, right? When uh, you join Tactical Civics, uh, we've been collecting interviews like that on our training center so that the membership can go back and refer to them. That was a seminal interview uh, in terms of kicking this in the butt and moving it. Uh, while the interview was going on, I, I ordered Dave Zuniga's book, The Great We Set. And if I was smart, I'd be holding up a copy right now. But The, the Great We Set, available on Amazon, available in PDF from uh, on our training center, uh, articulates in 102 pages a plan to regain oversight of our own government. And I called Scott. I, too, know Scott. We go back some, some years, and I called him after the show. I said, hey. I think you're on to something. This guy's got a solution. I ordered his book. He said, well, go ahead and read the book and call me back. We'll have you on the show. You can do a book report. And so began the journey into tactical civics. I think that was April 10th. I was on the first book report and so on. Uh, That's the how and the what. The why is that uh, I'm not going to sit here and do nothing. Uh, I'm going to attempt to solve the problem on my end for my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and so on. I got to do something. And uh, this seems like a simple thing. I'm not content to look at a future where a kid looks up at me and says, great-grandpa, what were you doing when the country was flat? You know, I'm going to have an answer. And this is the answer I've found. Uh, My particular uh, journey at the beginning, there was nobody up here, uh, just me. You didn't have any seminars or events or anything. And so I began to push out the 11-minute video, which you watched. Uh, and, uh, I generated some questions that I think are obvious questions. Do you think there's too many criminals and not enough uh, public servants in government? That usually produces a yes. Do you think the criminals need consequences and the servants could use a little supervision? Yeah. Do you think it's time somebody did something for once about it? Yes, I do. That's why I joined Tactical Civics. It's a set of solutions for that set of problems. If I sent you an 11-minute video, would you watch it? Mm. Sure. Great. I'll send you a link to join. If you like what you see, push the red button, join Tactical Civics. Uh, In any case, I will call you back in two days. That was my methodology. Thank you. That was my methodology. I could sit on the lawnmower seat and do that with Ruben the turkey beside me. I called two people every day starting the beginning of April. I called 30 people, 10 joined. 30 people, 10 joined. Mm-hmm. With all the polish I just gave you. Uh, I ran that test again in May on um, 21 days. Seven more people joined. I think I'm on to something. Mm-hmm. So then a couple of us got together and uh, organized. And I saw a couple. There were three of us on the Zoom call, organized the local meetings, and we're off and running. Go ahead. Sure. Like uh, I want to overemphasize this point because, like I said, uh, I want to make a contribution. You know, we're, we're essentially going to be we're going to be locking arms together. You know, everybody throws a Patriot party right now. We need all hands on deck. If we've got a group of guys that came together in March, great Patriots, 
They started, all of a sudden, we start building alliances and we've got patriot groups. We need every single county. But every person here in my voice, I want you to emphasize this point. Um, this is a point of failure and has caused us to fail. Um, everybody's starved for fixing our country. You have anxiety. You love your country. You love your family. You love our way of life. You want to know what to do. This right here is absolutely I'm certain of it. I've I've read all the books I skimmed through. I didn't read all of them. The ones that I didn't read, I skimmed through. I said, this is everything that I am. This is everything that we are. And they're all the tools that I was so desperate uh, to provide for my listening audience. Tell everybody that this is not the moment that you sit and watch another group of people take your country back. Or we sit there and we send President Trump to the White House and say, all right, what's he gonna do? And you be the recipient of that. We must have every person involved in this. And it's easy. It's easy, it's peaceable, and it's guaranteed that we take our system back, period. Emphasize that point, please. This is your civic duty. You know, uh, Ben Franklin came out of Independence Hall and the woman famously said, uh, what kind of government did you give us, Dr. Franklin? And the answer we know is a republic, madam, if you can keep it. And a lot of times we emphasize the phrase a republic, madam, but it's the if you can keep it part that's key. You know, the farm expression up here uh, for me is we'd have had better corn if I'd have done something about the weeds last spring. We have work to do here. We have civic responsibilities. And at Tactical Civics, part of our mission is teaching people about those, how to exercise them, educating them in history, and, and developing a new way of life, what David Zuniga calls doing the chores. And, and so let me get into the plan just a little bit at Tactical Civics. Um, uh, it starts with the realization that we are living under God's judgment. Now, uh, some folks are, uh, they're not sure how they feel about religion. I don't care how you feel about it. The truth is we're living under God's judgment. What do you need to see to convince you of that? And so the reference is Romans chapter one, uh, verse 18 to the end of the chapter, where Paul tells the Romans, you guys turned away from God. Uh, you, you know, you knew God was real, but you had to worship sticks and stuff. So he's given you over to your stupidity. And then he lists 24 things that were going on in Rome that are going on in Washington today as evidence. Uh, this was established as a Christian nation. Some people don't like that. Ask the folks 400 years ago why they came here. You know, why do you think they got on those little boats and rode across the water? The rest of the world still sees us as a Christian nation. Uh, and so to recognize that uh, we are under God's judgment, but if we, uh, we who are God's people, will humble ourselves, repent, and turn away from our sins, he'll heal our land, that's a promise that we can exercise. That's the foundation of the America Again Trust and the action arm of tactical civics. Um, we uh, propose to do the following. Number one, we're going to build chapters in every county. Uh, the document I sent you said 900, we're at 1138 chapters as of the close of business uh, last month. We're racing forward. I believe so far in November we've added another, or in December we've added another 16 so far. We're racing forward getting this done. People are joining uh, 
uh, tactical civics at pretty brisk pace right now because it is a set of solutions. Uh, after we build our chapters, we're going to have to be an educational arm. People don't know what they don't know. There are two tools then we wish to reestablish at the county level. We know that the federal government has infected the state government, and so we're going we're gonna to go to the county government where we all live, and we're going to adopt two ordinances. One is a grand jury ordinance with an incumbent website on the county webpage where people can see where to get training, how to put their name on a volunteer sheet. Uh, if they have a complaint that they need to, to uh, get in front of a grand jury, they can exercise that there. The grand jury has a thousand year history. We brought it with us from England. It was here during the colonial period, during the revolutionary period, during the, during the Articles of Confederation. Uh, there's a book, The History of the Grand Jury, AKA the People's Panel. Uh, from 1641 to 1943. It's the way business was done. People got together and they considered things and determined whether there was uh, it was running right or it needed improved. It was the accountability step. All over America, we've seen people go to their school boards, go to their municipal boards, and they're told they can't talk. Uh, you have to be on the agenda. Uh, if you say anything else, we're going to exclude you. You can't ask any questions. Well, what's the accountability for these people? The accountability is the grand jury. The grand jury is a body of citizens who can investigate anything they want. They are uh, sworn by the judge. The judge leaves the room. Uh, they are superior to the prosecutor, the sheriff. They have all resources of the courthouse. They can investigate whether they will. They can subpoena evidence. They can uh, issue search warrants. They can uh, uh, they can uh, check to make sure things aren't corrupt. Uh, if you remember when the teacher used to walk between the rows of desks when you were taking a test to make sure you didn't cheat, you weren't cheating. You were being proctored. The grand jury can proctor government. And the government could use a little bit of proctoring oh, right yeah. about now. You're absolutely right to make sure they're running it is it is constitutional it's in the fifth amendment you can't be uh tried for a capital crime without first going in front of a grand jury so the grand jury is a real thing now uh over time the uh hired class the political class has done everything they can to erode that wash it out uh certainly we're not taught about it in school but the schools are never going to teach us the things we need to know to control the schools are they uh and so we have to teach that ourselves and that's what one of the things tactical civics does you're going to interject something i can tell no well no well just a, a point of emphasis uh and also uh knowing uh full well you may not know this bill i told you a little bit about my background uh i'm the most listened to by uh, uh, federal agents, the talk show host that is. So let's put something out there. Everything that's being suggested and offered up, even in these tumultuous times, they wanna kill us. We can respond uh, with law and order. Everything that's, that we're talking about is lawful, constitutional, rock solid they 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 are powerless up against this which is why they wanted to take our nation down when we say the constitution is strong even outside of that you know the committees of safety the citizens grand jury all of this stuff are lawful tools 
the federal government and the way we're reformed and the way they've now overreached. They're now they've got 500 plus people lording over, you know, 300 plus million people. That 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 is that is gone. That's not how we were designed. But to bring us back to where we need to go, everything is in place. This is lawful and peaceable. The, the only violence that will come out of this is when they say, oh, my goodness, these people are finding out what their power is. Let's go shoot them. Unfortunately, um, that's who our adversaries are. And I have proof of it. Robert Lavoie Finnegan, you know, and and so on and so on. Uh, the, the patriots that figure this out and they know it. And that's and you're one of them. And David Zuniga and that assembly of great patriots like Scott McKay, Jayco, uh, Nino Rodriguez, I know, uh, Nino. They put their audiences together and said, oh, my goodness, the truth is right there. It is documented. Now we're sharing it. And th that should be the greatest fear that will be shot across the bow of these, these overreaching federal authorities, period. This is not hocus pocus. It's the law. Is it not? Yeah, it's the law. It's, uh, you know, past practice, call it what you want. It's constitutional. The other piece that we're going to put in by ordinance is the county uh, militia, lawful county militia. And it's going to have officers. The officers are going to be run through county government. Uh, you know, we're going to nominate them. They're going to approve them. It's going to be a partnership. There's going to be an incumbent web page. This is not the Montana 3% looking to kill John and Beth Dutton this year on Yellowstone. These are uh, men and women. And, and, and it's especially not the Michigan militia uh, uh, founded by the FBI to kidnap uh, Gretchen Whitmer. It's especially right. not that, right? It's, yeah, it's not that. You know, it's Gideon's militia. And uh, when Gideon uh, uh, needed something, he, uh, the Midianites came in for retribution after Gideon did what God said, and I won't tell the whole story. You can read it. But he blew the shofar, and 32,000 men and boys with swords responded. Everyone within hearing responded. The militia is simply the people standing up because who's going to stand up? Uh, and the, the function of the militia, it, it's in the Constitution under the enumerated powers uh, where Congress is going to uh, call upon the militia, call upon, it's already there. You can call upon, it's already there. Uh, call forth the militia to enforce the laws of the land, put down insurrections and repel invaders, all of which would be handy in current times. It is not extra constitutional. It is intra-constitutional. Also, in the, I think number 15 or 16, it talks about them uh, allocating uh, funds in support of the militia. More bullets, please, is what I would like. Um, th this is a partnership. Militia is how we do things. Uh, and again, it's the people's responsibility. You know, every man and woman in Switzerland, everybody in Israel, there are other countries that have uh, compulsory service. This is voluntary service, but everybody volunteers. The analogy I heard, uh, I think from Matt Mida was uh, the volunteer firemen. It's a civic group. The alarm is off. There's danger. They respond. Well, uh, the alarm is off. The militia responds in case something's needed. Now, in particular, the militia is in support of the grand jury. If paid law enforcement has a conflict of interest serving a subpoena or a search warrant, the militia 
and handle that function for them uh, because uh, they are the people. And I guess the precursor to all this is that by virtue of defeating the British in the revolution, the mantle of government fell upon we, the people. We, the people, are sovereign. We're the first people to run our own show. Uh, this is our country. Uh, my great-great-great-great-grandfather came here in 1797, the first white settler in this part of the world. He was the government. He was the code enforcement. He was the dog catcher. He was the police force. Whatever it was, he had to do it. He was the only one here. Uh, he brought his family, so they were also the government, because we do what has to be done. That's that's how it works. Eventually, there were enough people that they began to uh, uh, specialize a little bit. Maybe we could hire Charlie to you know, make sure the back 40 is still open or, or whatever. We, uh, I like to say we wrote us a job description. We called it a constitution. It lists 17 specific duties and obligations of our employees, our public servants. We hired them to execute those tasks. If they fail to execute those tasks, they're stealing time. They're criminals. We need to bring them to account. Have yes. a little talk, see if they can get back on task. Can if I, they continue can to- I suggest can I suggest one instance uh, here? And sheriffs are involved, and I know the people that are behind the scenes uh, bringing um, uh, criminal investigations because there's prima facie evidence. And every person hearing my voice right now knows that in your county, near let's say not just the county, in a 10 square mile area outside of a hospital, Someone has had COVID, were brought into the hospital, and they were administered remdesivir with a group of individuals that knowingly put it into the protocol uh, that it would have a 54% failure rate, built a system to administer that for profit, knowing full well it was going to kill people. There's prima facie evidence of criminal homicide. And a lot of people involved that requires law enforcement's investigation. Um, and, and, and that right there, it, it, it exists right now. Nobody's ever been held accountable for it. Uh, you have to know, you have to have a victim, of course. But when the sheriffs find out what these people knew before bringing in remdesivir, that they knowingly uh, brought it into the protocol, knowing it was going to bring death, death and death actually occurred. They have to be held accountable. You know, Fauci and Ralph Barrick and so on and so forth. Well, why have they never been held accountable? The county sheriffs didn't even know that they were writing emails knowing what they were doing. So when I say criminal investigation, proper authorities need to be given this prima facie evidence so that they can make a lawful determination that, wow, this is criminal homicide. This isn't just you know, an emergency declaration with the unfortunate circumstance. They killed these people. Uh, they said they were going to kill them, uh, basically, and, and they did kill them. So they have to be held accountable. We could start right now with grand juries, militias, and a relationship with the sheriff and start bringing accountability with formal, lawful criminal investigations. And they're occurring right now. Yes, sir. Do you agree with that? Yep. The... The lawful authority is we, the people. Everyone else is an employee. If you work for the government, if you're getting a paycheck, you're an employee. And you're under the auspices of we, the people. Biblically, there are several parables that start with, and then the master returned. We, the people, are the master. Now, we need to start acting like it. We need to understand what our authority is. 
We need to stand up these organizations, these ordinances to have a grand jury and a militia in every county so that we can provide the oversight to these people. But that those ordinances describe what I call uh, one arc of a three arc circle. The second arc is that we want to ratify an amendment that's already out there. Connecticut didn't turn in their homework or it would be the law of the land now. And that is the uh, amendment restricting federal representation to 50,000 residents in a district. Let me say that again, 50,000 people in a congressional district federally. Right now there's three quarters of a million. It's no wonder you don't see your congressman much. At 50,000, that's going to take Congress up to about uh, 6,800 members. There's nowhere in Washington for them to meet. They'll get sworn in an RFK. There's no office space. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, Because that's about 15 times more people, Tactical Civics will be active in uh, locating and vetting those people. And when they go, we'd like them to, as their first active business, to pass the Bring Congress Home Act, creating the first diversified legislature or distributed legislature in world history. Uh, We'll put the congressmen to work in the districts where they live with the people that voted for them. They can go to Congress like you and I are by Zoom. They proved that was possible a couple years ago, so they can go ahead and do that. But imagine the change if they're no longer going to live in Alexandria in the townhouse, no more cocktail parties, no more boyfriend, girlfriend on the side, no more dinner with lobbyists. All the time. My friend, you want to meet with a lobbyist? Do it at the diner in town. We'll come and watch. We'll have a parade. Our guy's meeting with Raytheon. Woo-hoo, he must be a big deal. What happens when you bring Congress home and we can supervise them here? That bring them home was the the third arc, the 50,000 is the second arc, but I've just described a circle that now surrounds them. It confines them because every good criminal knows if you want to dodge justice, you go to another jurisdiction like Washington, D.C. That's another jurisdiction. But when they live where they have or when they work where they live and there's a county grand jury and a militia, uh, if they propose something that violates their oath of office, which is perjury, They can be uh, put in front of the grand jury. A presentment can be found. They can be tried in front of the petite jury. If they're convicted, we can have us a special election. All of a sudden, there's accountability and control by we the people over the folks that we hired to go do 17 specific tasks. Our new question should start being, what's the congressional authority for what you're doing? You know, the Bundy Ranch was all about congressional authority to, to oversee all that land out west. They don't have the right to do that. That's not constitutional. And yet there they are abusing this, the citizens. Bundy is from my perspective, and you're the expert, Just he just kept saying it's Nevada's land. It's not federal land. They have no business here. Uh, and he cited multiple violations of the Constitution. What was the, what was the constitutional authority up in Oregon? to dam creeks, divert waterways, you know, all the abuses they did to those people, put them in jail, let them out of jail, put them back in jail, you know, uh, do the uh, uh, first right of buyout. If the women, you know, they took the men and put them in prison. Now the women are left running a ranch. And if they can't make it, the government gets first option. What's their constitutional authority for that? Out West, it's the BLM 
It's uh, Park Service, Fish and Wildlife for Forestry. Back here, it's EPA. You know, the EPA comes in and says, you can't build in Renova. Go ahead. It's very simple. Uh, uh, For those of you that are brand new to this concept of the the Bundy Ranch, the constitutional issues, and I'm not a law expert. It's real simple, folks. You ready? Most people don't know this. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 says the government can have land, okay, uh, let's say for post offices or federal buildings or let's say places to store munitions and military bases. It's a very specific and very limited, and that's it. Um, That's Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. Then there's another section when we were founded, remember, through conquest. We had a bunch of people planting their flags, and we had all these title issues when we were formed. So they said, how do we clear a title? Well, we have to temporarily give Congress complete power. They have title, and they're going to dispose of the land and give it back to the states. We have clear title. The state will get this land. They're a sovereign entity. But Congress has to have that authority to just clear title. The Spaniards can't come in and say, hey, we were here first. No, that's it. We're starting from scratch. 432, Article 4, right? Uh, Section 3, Paragraph 2, said that Congress had absolute authority. It was for the purposes of clearing title. 432 was never resolved. So the government came in and says, ah, we want to have a bird farm in Oregon. And they bought land, had deed to it in violation of the Constitution. They said, well, what is that, that land for? It's, it's, it's to preserve the, the pelican. You can't do that. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 says you can't even own the land. Well, the government says, well, we have deed to it in Oregon, right? And it was never resolved in court. They shouldn't have. So a bunch of people stood up and said, you haven't been following the law. Ladies and gentlemen, Bundy Ranch and grazing rights and all that stuff. Clive and Bundy read the Constitution and said, you guys are claiming authority over this land and you don't have the legal authority. And guess what? Last week, a judge said... You ran an operation for the purposes of provoking an armed confrontation because you wanted this land. Why? Because they want the water. They want the mineral rights. They want the collateral rights to under the Federal Reserve to collateralize and sell off loans without constitutional authority. And people have no clue. They don't have any idea what their power is and what the federal government's limitations are it's very specific and it's right here and all we need to do is say uh, let's go back to the law please let's do that and we'll just reset this thing and and we'll call it the great we set it's a kinder gentler way to get things done right sir absolutely i think the part that's difficult for people you know and again biblically uh the people cried out for a king and uh and the prophet, I believe it was Samuel, saw, man, you don't want a king. He'll take your sons for the army. No, we want a king. Everybody else has a king. And, you know, we kicked the king out of here. We ran our own deal. And the next thing you know, we've got imperial presidents uh, because we just want we just want someone to do everything for us. Wipe our nose, do everything else. You know, we're supposed to be the can-do, stand-up, independent uh, people, uh, self-educated, self-reliant stuff. Uh, and we can let ourselves be conditioned that we are subservient to the government. No. Government, as Washington said, is a tool like fire. It's darn handy in its place, 
And it's real dangerous when you let it get out of its place. Uh, we have got to restore it to its place. And the mechanisms are those outlined by tactical civics. Uh, we're going to see some opposition. Uh, I define the opposition as the criminals, the public servants who are stealing from us. If they're uh, not doing their tasks or stealing time, if they're exceeding their tasks or stealing authority, stealing's a crime, they're criminals. And criminals uh, don't like being called criminals. They don't like being exposed. And criminals always have two strategies that they use. Now, I've also used the term the enemy. Dave Zuniga and I had a talk about that. He says that's kind of confrontational because uh, this isn't a war stance. No. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, spiritually, we have an enemy, and this is a spiritual war. It's mm -hmm. an epic battle of good and evil, dark and light, uh, Satan and Christ. You can juxtapose it however you want. When the communists dedicate their book to Lucifer, it kind of gives you an idea where the resistance is going to come from. But in any case, there are two strategies that the enemy prefers. One is deflection or diversion. Militarily, diversion is a great idea. You know, make them think we're going to land over there, but we'll land over here. Patton was a great diversion before Normandy. Uh, if we hear news of aliens landing somewhere, I suspect that's a diversion for what else is going on. Uh, the weekend is a diversion. That's why the government releases documents Friday afternoon, because they don't think anybody's paying attention. And sadly, most people aren't paying attention. Um, the other weapon that they like to use is division, where they can get us arguing about things. They can, or we can do our teams. Uh, you know, my team's better than your team. Uh, Republican, Democrat. I'm convinced they meet in the cloakroom and they discuss pending legislation and they say, Charlie, I'm going to bring out my bill Tuesday. Stand up and call me a fascist. Next week, when you guys bring up yours, we'll have uh, Glenn stand up and walk out saying you're a bunch of progressive liberals. Meanwhile, they're all getting rich and you're not. You know, they're, they're leveraging government for their benefit while we're not. Uh, I, there's a meme somewhere that says, I'm not so concerned with how Trump made his money out of office. I'm concerned with how the people in office are making theirs. And that's really a very good question. We know there's there's stacking the deck, jiggling the system. I no longer do Democrat, Republican, black, white, young, old, male, female, urban, rural, taste great, less filling, Ford or Chevy, Steelers or Cowboys. Uh, it's us and them. Okay, the people that are stealing from us. And so I, uh, I've been doing a clarion call for unity. Let's pull together. Let's find out what we have in common. We want to live free. Wow. You know, I had a, a real clarifying experience a couple of years ago. Uh, my wife chose to uh, be a contestant on The Voice, and so we went to New York City. Now, where I sit, you know, it doesn't look anything like New York City. It was, uh, you know, it wasn't stressful, but it's not. It wasn't on my list of things to do. But I went with her. And I thought it was going to be a really foreign place. I thought urban rural was the great divide in America. And then I met the people there. And I realized that the people there had a lot in common with me. They were, they were here in this country, whether it was New York or not, because they wanted to own their own lives instead of being pawns of some government somewhere. They wanted to have the liberty to come and go and do what they wanted to do. And they wanted to, to run a business or anything else that made them happy, just like we do out here in rural America. 
The fact that it's a little crowded and they ride buses isn't really a difference. They want the same things we want. And so it's time for us to pull together. It's time for us to pull together with everybody across this country, across whatever. You know, if you know Cleta Mitchell, you know that name, Cleta Mitchell? Salzburg. Cleta was a, yeah, Salzburg. She was a, an attorney for the Tea Party back when the IRS thing was going on. And then later, I believe she had something to do in the election thing. But she would do updates for the Tea Party Patriots on the lawsuit. And as an add-on, she told a story. She said the, the left got together, the various disparate groups, and established their priorities. And um, she said it was interesting. No one group got more than one priority on the list of three, and some groups didn't get any. But they all agreed that those were their priorities. And she said in 11 months, they accomplished them all. And they had to do with repealing uh, voter ID laws in some place and some other thing. She said, you know, when the right gets together, it often devolves into a discussion of baptism. Were you sprinkled? Were you splashed? Were you dipped or were you dunked? And if you give the wrong answer, somebody's going to jump up, point at you and say, you're going to hell and leave the meeting. We can't be that way anymore. No, no. We I'm, have to be on can, the main things. Can I? We I have, I'm sorry. No, no. It's your show, man. Oh. It says Van uh, uh, right behind it. It's it's uh, it's not it's it's our show. It it is right. It really really is our country. This is um this is our our viewers uh, gathering here. We've built this thing. But let me uh, let me tell you, there's something that happened back in you know through my travails. I've fortunately I've had ex not not um, people say, oh thank you for your sacrifice, and they came after you and poor you, poor you. I say it's all been a blessing because if I didn't have these experiences. I would have never learned about what our true power is. And secondly, I, I, I wouldn't have learned what they really fear. And this is what they really fear. And when Mr. Bill Ogden, you're the first, one of the first persons that's come on this show and said something and then put it in the right context that we must come together. In 2014, there was a thing at Marietta. There was a stop the buses thing in Marietta, California. And... The government did not want a bunch of Tea Party patriots out there stopping immigration buses from coming to that one border patrol facility. It had 30 beds and they were bringing busloads of people, 120 illegal immigrants being crammed into a facility. La Raza was there. It was a big protest. It was on the 4th of July. And I stumbled into something. I said, we are going to accomplish absolutely nothing. Uh, they're on that side of the street. We're on this side of the street. We're about to. I mean, it was a powder keg. And at five o'clock in the morning, um, <clears throat> I got La Raza. Some members of like Black Lives Matter that were bussed in from downtown Los Angeles. You know, the Black Lives Matter of that that day. And I said, we're not even listening to each other. But I heard you say some things like, oh, you got to protect the children. You got to do this. You got to. And, and, and you get the impression that we don't want those things. So let's do this. I hate your politics. You're a communist. I don't even want to align with you. Let's do this. Let's write, write down three, just three. Let's start with three things that we share in common. We can't stand each other. We can't even function in the same room together. Our politics are both. And we were told to keep separate. But let's write three things down that we both share in common. Number one, do we want to protect these families? that are on these buses 
that are coming to, the, to this facility? Can I get a show of hands? Everybody raise their hand. Number two, do, do we want to make sure that they're healthy? You know, they, they're not put in and the diseases are being spread. And, and I, La Raza, everybody, we're like, yes, that's what we're here for. We're here to protect them. Uh, uh, num number, number three, do we want to make sure that if there's 30 beds inside that building, that we don't have any more than 30 people going in that building? Yes or no? Everyone agree? And we wrote that down. And all of a sudden, both sides, hundreds of people in the middle of the street came together that were politically oppositional, couldn't stand each other, but joined together for the three things that they shared in common. And they were prepared to die to make sure, right, both sides, organically. I mean, I'm not talking about the, the organized infiltrators. Organically, the Black Lives Matter people share a lot more in common with us freedom fighters than we're allowed to have a conversation about. And when we come together, even if we hate each other, on what we share in common, and we fight for those things and we're prepared to die for them, the gig is up for them. It is over for them. I want to align with, I want to have conversations with organic Black Lives Matter people. I, I literally want, because I think I can handle it through my experience, through that presentation right there. I want to be able to say, I can't stand you. Hate your politics. I will not vote for you. I will fight for your right to vote for Che Guevara and make sure that it's a good, clean vote. I don't like Che Guevara. And I can do that confidently because I know that nobody's going to vote for Che Guevara, just a small you know, group of weird, weirdos. But I don't like you. But let's come together and fight for our, our families, the things that we share in common. It's over for them. They, they don't even have enough military for They don't have enough guns, bullets, or anything to put that down. Do you agree? I agree. There's a story, and I think someone said it's fiction. Maybe it's fact, but it's still a good story. That uh, there was grumbling in the camp, and Washington had his factions. He had Pennsylvanians. He had Buckeyes. He had people from the Empire State and so on. And he said simply, let only Americans stand watch this night. And that, that was rallying, that was unified. It's what we have together, not what we are apart that makes us who we are. It's what we have together that allows us to enjoy what we have apart. And we have to focus on that. Now, I, I burned up time telling stories, which is a, a habit don't, I have. Don't worry about time. Uh, We're going to end naturally. Don't worry about time. We're going to end naturally. All right. Tacticalcivics.com. Go there. There's information. There's video. You can uh, uh, learn a lot. Uh, if you're so led, uh, push the red button and join. Uh, it's certainly uh, less than a cost of a happy meal or something. Uh, you can learn a lot from the inside. All of our books are available as PDFs. Most of them as audio files on there. You can download them, read them, uh, do what you want. Don't worry about finding a chapter. A chapter will find you. We're growing everywhere. Um, there's a lot of good happening there. Uh, we are inclusive. You don't really have to be anything to join. Um, as far as uh, who can participate, anybody can read our books. 
anybody can watch our videos. All right, we're all, all over Rumble now. You can learn quite a bit about us out in free air. Anybody can come to our events as part of an actual county chapter. We, uh, at this point, do not include current employees. But that makes sense. Uh, the employees can't really do oversight of employees. If they could, we wouldn't have all the problems we have now, would we? That's that's really the difficulty. But that doesn't mean we don't love you and don't want you to, uh, to be around. Our state representative up here comes to our seminar meetings, uh, and we've encouraged him not to join us, stay in the legislature. You're a good one. We need honest people to do the job. That's really the point. It's getting around to the honest people. Uh, as we build our chapters, we're going to move forward educationally uh, with the uh, ordinances and other things I've structured. There's there's uh, literature someone will promote to you. There's not a lot to know. There's a lot to learn that we weren't taught. Uh, I had a 40-year-old with me. He said, uh, I'm reading the Constitution. I said, all right. He said, yeah, it's my first time. I said, oh, that's great. Bet you know the rules of golf, though, don't you? And that's kind of where we are. We're real good at being entertained. Now we need to be good at being educated. We cannot expect what we're not willing to inspect. And we cannot inspect if we don't know the founding documents that structure what we're supposed to have. If government's failing, I'm failing because I am the government. You know, on the farm here, uh, we have horses, and I have people that do things. You know, we've delegated some responsibilities, kind of like the government. Uh, but when the horses get out and the people that I've given the responsibility to to take care of the fences don't get it done, guess who goes out and fixes fence? That would be me. Why? Well, because I'm responsible. Here, I am we the people. In America, it's up to us to make sure this thing runs right. Not some of us, all of us. And I really can't expect the hired employees to solve the problems in a, a company where there's corruption. I need the owners to come in and get it right and set it back up so it can run like it's supposed to. And you, you are the owners. If you're listening to this broadcast, if you listen to Pete's appeal, join Tactical Civics. We can use the help. You know, well, we, our, 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 our nation... Uh can can certainly use the help and everybody is so thirsty so starved what can we do what can we do what can we do uh, and 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 even people have gotten to the point to where they're so frustrated and it's and it's true you when you have anarchy when when civility when law and order breaks down and the mob is put in charge of resolving things is not as pretty you know we, we have an infrastructure that's already in place we have laws that are already in place and but when they're not enforced and, and then you rely upon the last or i say the first line of defense we the people to fix things well a guy went from being a plumber his entire life to all of a sudden becoming a little constitutional Scholar and law expert? Well, he doesn't have to be, but guess what? He's willing to be. He's a patriot. And and if you're not going to, uh, you know, be, under your authority with your badges and guns, if you're not going to enforce the law, we have no choice. We're not going to have anarchy. We're going to protect our street. We're going to protect our zip code. We're going to protect our community. 
And right now, that's the mentality everybody needs to have. I am going to, as a result of this effort here, uh, be holding community meetings at my local American Legion. And, and on my street, some of my neighbors, I, I haven't even, I don't even, I can't tell you what they look like if I saw them at the grocery store. You know, they're just, they're down the street. And, and, and I couldn't re-recognize them at the grocery store. That needs to change. You need to be able to, to protect them. Uh, that that if, if something happens, uh, we'll make it up. The chai comms come rolling down the street. How do you respond to that? As neighbors, you have to protect your family at your residence. You have to protect your neighbor to your left and your right. We're not set up to do that. But guess what? It can get fixed. That. Like that. All right, sir, I'm going to. I'm going to throw this at you, and don't worry about time, by the way. Uh, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do with time. Time is of the essence here. Um, we we hold, this isn't in our Declaration of Independence. It's not an old, stale document. Uh, it really isn't. Anybody that, that comes to this needs to recognize um, that, that when you put together a list of things that we share in common, and they're not being fixed by the people that we've sent to go fix them and protect... Um, this is the quote unquote old stale document they want to refer to because they want to change everything. They want progressivism. Uh, well, you know, our things we share in common are not being taken care of. You can't you say that progressivism works if you're taking away our rights. We're not going to surrender them. Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident. What, what does that mean? Uh, all of the documents and the founding and our law and all that, it's self-evident. We really shouldn't even have to tell everybody that they're there, they're the law. I mean, it, it is self-evident. We were founded, we're a free country. You can come and go freely, you can speak, you can, you, you have the law to protect you, except they're cherry picking. Uh, it's self-evident. It doesn't even require further discussion, it's there. That all men are created equal. Uh, it's just thrown out too far uh, as a cliche. But all men are created equal. We are. Uh, we're all created equal. God sent us here naked with a soul and equally, right? It could be a different shade of whatever, but we're born as a human being. We're God's creation. We were sent down here. It wasn't conditional. He didn't say go down there and protect yourself from predator lions, uh, uh, but you got to register. It's no, there's no such thing. You have a right to defend yourself from predators. You do. It's natural, God-given right. Um, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. What does that mean? Well, I'd like to be able to tell Democrats, guess what? Um, you, 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 you can't have them taken away. God... You were born with it. You can't have it taken away. But guess what else? Uh, the, the people on the left need to recognize this. Um, you can't even give them away. <laughs> you don't have the right to have superiority over God to say, well, you gave me these rights. I'm just going to go ahead and give them up and surrender to the collective. You can't. And you especially can't do it on everyone else's behalf. Uh, that among all of these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He didn't send us down here to be miserable. 
Yeah, let, let's learn our way through that. This let's be forged in the fire. It's uh, uh, on Earth. You know, you need to get this right. You need to be forged in the fire because you can't have a bunch of corrupt people up there in the kingdom of heaven. You got, you have to be able to know what your free will is, make the right choices. Um, life, liberty, and that pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights. All the things I just described, that everybody has the power. It doesn't matter who you are or how rich you are, how skinny you are, how smart you are. Uh, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among us. We say, I'm just a plumber. I, I'm not a constitutional expert. But you know what? I'll, I'll plug your freaking leak. That's my role in this society. Can you do me a favor and and... And, and secure my rights. Make sure that while I'm bent over, I've got my plumber's crack showing that you you got my back, that nobody's trying to take away my God-given rights. Can you do that? Sure, absolutely. To secure these rights, the government um, is, is instituted among men, um, deriving all of their powers. Those men that you just, uh, you know, the plumber gave uh, the authority to watch his back and the constitutional sheriff and you know, and all of the elected officials, what's their first and foremost job? What is their job? Their job when they're put in office is to protect everything I've talked about up to this point. And that is the plumber and his rights. That's your number one function is to protect his rights. All of his power is to protect those rights. And their just powers are derived from the consent of the governed. What does that mean? The consent of the governed? Sure, I, I approve of that. Yeah, we consent. No, it's very specific. And here's where I'm going to bring this again. I'm going to throw back to you. Um, everyone should feel a sense of urgency because we're headed right into 2024 without having fixed. And this is forensically so help me god we could go to a court of law and just collect all the stuff that we have evidence that the elections right now are not secure and we're going to go into an election in 2024 with elections that have already been deemed to be not secure so how do we fix that today right now okay how if you love president trump you love our way of life you love all those things you can't protect them because the consent of the government is going to happen on election day that's where you cast your consent. That my elected official, I consent by casting that ballot. I want, as a matter of fact, President Trump, everybody hates him, but I consent to him going there. He'll, you know, he'll be hated even more, but he says he's going to clean stuff up and you're going to cast your consent. How do we fix an election and get rid of an election system that is not reliable? And the government says, well, you have no authority. We are the election board and we're going to use machines and we're going to do all this stuff. And, and, and we got to do it this way. Well, there's not enough time to change everything. You can't. Bull crap. Bull crap. We're going to paper ballots. We're going to hang counts at the precinct level. 150 ballots. Let's make them smaller precincts. We're going to have volunteers counting the ballots. Both sides of the political party is going to oversee it. We're going to put it in a box, seal it, and the sheriff is going to grab that box, white piece of paper on the top, here's how many people consented to the following people, and he's going to lock them up in a freaking storage container, right? And he's going to put 24-7 guard. 
and we're going to report those results and we can do it in a matter of 12 hours, right? To report all those manual results. And you better have a, 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 an ID and you're eligible to vote. No illegal aliens. And this can happen immediately. We need to do two things. I talked about Fauci holding people accountable for the COVID thing. Secondly, it resulted in the deaths of 600,000 Americans from COVID to jabs and all that. 600,000 people they've killed. We, we can just throw that out there and just nonchalantly say, well, nothing's going to be done about it. There sure is. There sure is going to be something done. But you know, you can't you can't kill six hundred thousand Americans and get away with it. And it's not going to be as pretty because we, the people, we okie dokes, are going to get together, and we are going to do two things. Uh, we're going to have a relationship with our county sheriff because we want law and order. We need to make sure that things are done properly. Uh, we were we we're going to have. A citizen's militia, a citizen's grand jury, okay? All of that, that's the, you know, the number one, right? Uh, number two, uh, we the people are going to show the entire world why they've spent many decades trying to destroy us and take us away because they want us, they don't want us to have a relationship with our God. They want us to worship their God of the government and the God of the environment. They cannot function if we're worshiping our own entity. Sir, I'm calling upon everybody right now. Uh, and I, I'm saying I'm laying my life on the line. Why? Because they will just through these words that are spoken here. I, I've already had them pointing guns at me because these same words I was speaking about the sheriff, about our power, about our authority and about us coming together. They will want to kill us. That, that's a that's a given that that's evil people a, a, a burglar coming into your house that's on crack wants to kill you are you prepared to protect your family from that person everyone's going to say yes to that why would you not be prepared to also stand up in defense of your life liberty property or country because at your residence all of those things are being affected they want to take away your sandwiches they want your women they want to co-opt your children they, they want you to not have as much um, uh, wealth in, in that household. They don't want that. They want to steal that from you many different ways. But I can guarantee you that if you take this episode right here into your soul and say, really, I'm a plumber and I can do this? Really? I can participate and I can, we can rally at the residence level and the street level and the zip code level? And Pete said he guarantees that everything I'm having anxiety about, that it'll be fixed. He guarantees that. It is a guarantee, Bill Ogden, that all we need to do is just come together, proceed peaceably, and just get rid of the broken stuff. But I guarantee you we win. Like that. Like that. I'm going to give you final word. And I also want you to mention this. I'm going to send out a text alert today. All hands on deck. You know, I appreciate you saying, eh, if you want to join us, join us. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm presenting a more urgent case that if you're kind of on the bubble, you know, I'd like to reach deep down the side. I need your help. You know, folks, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to pull the pallet. Uh, all right. And, and you may not like pallet pulling. 
but I'm going to need your help. Get behind the pallet and push a little bit. We need you. If you're on the fence, then please help us push. There's a role. Get in where you fit in. If you say, I'm not into the constitutional thing, but I'll hand out water at the meeting. Beautifully. I want your help. Join. Nobody, sir, is going to be harmed in this effort as we move forward. Not one soul. Democrat, Republican, leftist, rightist. No one will be harmed by what we're asking them to do, are they? A final word to you, sir, and also speak to the people that, I'm, that are going to re be receiving this text message to take action. And we're not going to stop. We're not going to back down. And we're not going to give up our way of life. So help me God. Uh, I'm patient to let people grow through whatever they have to grow through to come to the conclusion I did. Um, but I can help accelerate that process a little bit. About one third of the folks I talk to, they they have their head in the sand. This will just blow over or they're scared. You're going to get your name on the list. Your name's already on a list. They already know who you are. They're already listening to you. You can't hide and save yourself from the corruption. You'll just be a victim later. You know, somebody says like paying the cannibals to eat you last. They're going to eat you. Another third of uh, the people I've interacted with already have a solution. Um, some folks uh, are vested in a candidate. Uh, I, I'll vote for Trump probably, uh, but then what? Is he the hero we've been waiting for? What's my role? I don't have to do anything, I guess. I just vote for him and then wait for four. No, no, I have to have a role here. Uh, party politics. If that would work, we wouldn't have the problems, would we? Uh, it seems to me that both parties are part of the problem. Uh, separatism, go live in the woods. Uh, no, that's not going to work. Um, we could uh, we could have an uh, uprising. That won't work. The, the blue helmets will be in here. You, you cannot. That just won't work. Uh, I hate to disabuse you of that notion. Um, QAnon. A lot of folks are QAnon. Uh, I hope every bit of it's true. Trust the plan. My understanding is that the black hats are winning and the white hats are going to win right at the end. They're going to go deep. And all I know is my role in that is as a spectator. I don't have an active role. And so while I'm waiting for that to all come to pass, how many children are being raped in the desert tonight? Uh, no, I'm going to take an action. The only action I could find that was uh, workable was tactical civics. It involves me uh, putting aside any of my biases, organizing with my friends and neighbors uh, to find common ground to supervise these people. Uh, you talked about how lives are on the line. My dad says if someone will steal from, or lie from you, they'll steal from you. And if they'll steal from you, they'll kill you. Where are we at now? Where are we at? Have you been lied to? Are you being stolen from? What do you think's next? And so we have to simply attend to our civic responsibilities to oversee our government, to be informed, to be part of county organizations like the grand jury, like the militia, like tactical civics. They could all three be the same thing or they could be three separate things but if we're going to do the outreach, the education, if we're going to rally people, that's going to be tactical civics. That's our part in it. Uh, we can use the help. We're going to fix this. I'll fix it myself. I made that 
in the spring. I'll do this all by myself if I have to, but I don't have to. People have been rallying in record numbers. We're calling on you, the listeners in this audience, to be part of restoring America to what it was always supposed to be. Amen to that. Now, uh, I'm going to take, uh, and as you land here, you received uh, a text message. Uh, I, if you're on a live stream, um, you're, you're hearing me talk on a recording because uh, I'm going to send out a message to our entire email database, our entire text messaging database. Um, it's a great segment. Go back at the beginning and just uh, receive it. Take it in to your soul and if you are wanting to fix things because you know nothing's going to get done quote unquote uh by the people that we've elected as they've gone rogue um then then join us we need help we have to do this we can't do it alone we, there is strength in numbers as they say it's so cliche but so true um rules of engagement here as we go forward if you, you're going to start thinking through it like oh my goodness okay so i have a meeting everyone's got different personalities blah 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 go back to the section all right and take it in and i covered this um la raza can't stand them oh my goodness how do we function you know what do we do we got an immigration problem and this is 2014 by the way uh now here we are with a massive even bigger immigration issue um what are the rules of engagement, all right? Um, the, the subverters, they're gonna do it very subtly. They know how to infiltrate, and they, they know, uh, and, and Edward Snowden released a document. All of these people are trained on the psychological aspects of what brings people together, and that's what we've discussed in this presentation. That brings a lot of people together, not just Republicans either, not just conservative wingnuts either not just sub Trump supporters. I'm talking about bringing us together. I I'm talking about Americans. I'm calling upon Americans. And we're biased on this show and openly, and that's okay. Wear your colors, whatever they are. But here are the rules of engagement. If anyone among us suggests unlawful activity, uh, put a dunce cap on their head, a red light, and self-police and say, You're, that's not what we're about. What you suge just suggested came from the local FBI field office. We're going to return you uh, to your rightful owner. owner. And we self-police that. Unlawful stuff, boom, get rid of it. Self-police. It's easy to do. Leave. Secondly, uh, and this is a little bit more subtle and a little bit more difficult to handle, if somebody's divisive uh, because they have an opinion, a personality, you can't suppress my opinion, right? Uh, so they're going to take a stand and say, why are you trying to shut me down? And they're causing chaos and there's arguments. No, go by the following rule. We came together and said we have three things in common, right? We're going to fight for those things regardless of our personality, regardless of our opinions, regardless of all of that stuff, regardless of our politics, all of that. Um, if you're suggesting that your opinion and your politics, right, uh, uh, is, is, is going to interfere with one, two, and three, th then, then you're dividing us from accomplishing our goal. To stop creating chaos. You might want to just step aside because we're going to unify on getting done what we all share in common. Don't let anyone 
infiltrate. And here's another one final thing that I want to say. And Murrieta, guess what? When we got together, um, there's a level of accountability at your local neighborhood that you know where their front door is. And they're on their best behavior and they want to do good things for their neighborhood. If they were installed there by the CIA and they're in there creating havoc or the FBI, whatever, if they're a, an outside infiltrator, you know where they live anyway, right? And if they do something stupid, the, the, the neighborhood's gonna be upset because you just put our security in jeopardy. You're causing chaos, you're causing division. We're here to protect our neighborhood. And oh, by the way, let me knock at your door and tell you that right to your face. And they're outnumbered. We have more people than they do. They can infiltrate all they want. They can put together pockets of whatever, okay? Uh, they cannot destroy 3,300 counties assembling together all the way down to the street level. They don't have enough people. We, the people, outnumber them. And that's why I can also guarantee that this will this can be, if we do this right, peaceful. peaceful. When you have the law and the strength and numbers, you don't have to shoot your way out of it. You don't. Uh, a frustrated small group of people that want to get their way um, have to use guns uh, to force an idea that, you know, from the leftist perspective, that sucks. If your ideas suck and you're trying to bring it to 300 million people that say, that's a terrible idea. The only way you're going to get those 300 million people to go your way is to shove a gun in their face. Our proposed solutions here, just like Bill Ogden said, we want you to voluntarily come to Jesus. I don't want to force Jesus upon you at the barrel of a gun. We want you to come forward voluntarily to help us achieve our goals of freedom, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. We can't, we're not going to force you. It's actually better if you join us voluntarily. You'll have a lot more energy to participate. If I force you to show up to work, you're not going to be happy at work. But if you say, man, I love my job and they give me the autonomy and they respect my opinion, you're going to start showing up to work early. Freedom is very attractive. It's magnetic. We ask you to come. Join us. Come join us. Bill Ogden, uh, when I hung up the phone with you the other night, I heard certain things and we had a, an immediate connection. And, and I realized and I said, I humbled myself and I, I'm still a student. Um, and, and, and I said that Bill Ogden and your temperament and your desire, you know, we share a lot in common. And I said, oh my goodness, he comes with a big bag full of tools that I've been lacking up to this point. I got to, you know, I'm a brute force technologist. You know, I can, like a bull in a china shop, get out there in the same spirit. But you got to have the right tools. You got to have the right group of people with the temperament uh, and the patriotism and the God-centered approach to this thing. And I hung up the phone and I said, I love that, man. And I told Deb that. And I said that, and I want you to remember this moment. Um, this is a significant event and it's a beautiful event in American history. And everyone needs to recognize that this is a great time, you know, because through adversary, if we the people get through it, man, what a victory that is, isn't it? Isn't it? Won't it be the most amazing victory to bring 
There is no military force they can bring upon us. We are inconquerable if we embrace what we've been talking here. I honor you, sir. And as I said, I am his servant, H, first and foremost. And, I, and I'm also um, uh, recognizing that you are as well. So I'm your servant in that spirit. And I thank you for your service to our country. And I look forward to working with you from here on out. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we went overtime. I said we were going to end naturally. Uh, let's call this uh, Let's call this a, a, a beginning, right? We set off. So I ask you, uh, we're calling all hands on deck. Go to Tactical Civics. Um, start taking ownership of your street. Start, start taking ownership of your residence. Build upon that. Protect your neighbors. Uh, and within a short period of time, this group right here of Patriots, they've done it right and are about to hit a tipping point. How many counties uh, are you in right now? Total. 11.38 at the end of November. 11.38. There's a point, and it's a tipping point, a point of acceleration where they're at right now. And you will find that it'll go very quickly to 3,300 counties. And at that point, your adversary will be shaking in their boots knowing that it's over. And they will actually, we will go from them lording over us and having power over us to them seeking shelter immediately. <laughs> because the jig is up. And that's what's going to happen because retribution is coming. What is retribution? Holding people accountable for wrongful or unlawful acts. And anybody that fears retribution has perpetrated wrongful or unlawful acts. And we the people are going to hold them accountable. So find out who, who they are that fear retribution. And... Um, Let's uh, let's let's bring them out into light because sunlight is the best disinfectant. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in the afternoon. Get on tactical civics and we're going to be having a bill and his married band of belligerents on the show minimally once a week. And don't wait until tomorrow to join us. Go to Tactical Civics uh, today, right now. See you guys at 4 o'clock for LFA.